Hi, welcome to Bear With Me, the Quirky Queer Zone. The place where you'll get our take on the world from a queer bear point of view. You can contact us by email at podcastbearwithme at gmail.com and, and Instagram, Instagram at podcastbearwithme. Yes, Stephen, pick all the lines <laughs> next time, why don't you? We're your hosts. You kept pausing. I'm Mark. <laughs> and I'm Stephen. Shut up. <laughs> Bitch. Absolutely. So, very quickly, we can do movies to begin with before we go into everything. So, we've been to see... Three movies. Well done. Yes. I had them written down. Congratulations. Um, so, the first movie we went to see was Whitney, the documentary from... Whitney, the documentary. Kevin somebody. <laughs> it was terrible. It was like a straight-to-Netflix movie. I really liked it. It's not one of these movies you can say, I enjoyed it. It was a bit dark. And... There were a couple of scandalous moments in it. There was. Calling out Paula Rabdul was yes, fun. Yes, and calling out the dead auntie that apparently abused them. That was yeah, a bit... was a bit, bit grim. Um, so yeah, it was alright. If you like Whitney, the songs like, are, Yeah, yeah the, the music's obviously good. Um, and then we went to see Skyscraper with The Rock. Yeah, so The Rock being The Rock. Yeah, America! Nothing's yeah. going to go wrong! <laughs> I'm never going to fall off and climb everything. The man scaled a crane, then the outside of a building... Then the inside of a building, and then, and, the kept, and then the outside again, and then kept his prosthetic leg on and off all the time and never once buckled under him. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it was so good. It was so cliched. I, I enjoyed every minute of it. I've never seen you gasp at a movie. I was before. literally it was like, hilarious. <gasps> there was a really bad was really angle of something, and he's sitting going, going <gasps> It's you know how Top Gun is that bad, but it's good? It's that. It was that bad, it was good. And the acting was terrible. Then the last one we went to see was Incredibles 2. Disappointing. I was disappointed. What? It was uh, The problem is watching it, I remembered exactly, it's exactly the same as the first one. Yeah. It's disappointing. You're watching the entire movie for Edna Mode to come on, and yeah, then that's, that's yeah. the only bit of the movie worth watching. It was I really disappointing. En- I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good continuation yeah, of the story. Bored. Okay, so obviously we're not getting to that one. No, it was, bad. It was over it. It was over it. Pulling faces on a podcast doesn't really help, Stephen. I'm not pulling faces. So would you, would you like to go with the next bit? So we've gone through our movies very yes. quickly, um, because we've guests yes, with us. we have two guests. Who do we have I'm us? really excited. We have the gingers. Who are the gingers, Stephen? <laughs> so, yes. Who are the gingers? We have ginger one, which is Ewan. Hello. And ginger two, which is Chris. Whee! Also known as Jim Chris, or <coughs> however other descriptor Mark uses. Wait a minute. Didn't you use ginger Chris first? Yes, because you tried to say that you just said Chris, so I was like, I used the descriptor. In all fairness, this Chris has slay said something down this t-shirt. Oh no. He has. <coughs> to be fair, that might have been the... No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he's a it's white not green. It might have been the, the remnants of the cheeseburger that we had. <gasps> I love you've scripted what you're going to say to them first. <coughs> or, yeah, or something around it. Would you like to read that out? <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh Why are you being so shitty? Because <laughs> it's funny. So, guys, we can do the same thing we've done with Chris and Mark when we previously had them on the show. Is how do you know? How how did you meet us both? What's the connection to us? Uh, Chris, let's do you first because you seem nicer and you have three pages of notes. I'm a good note taker. Um, so, I had to recheck my dates, and I first knew of Stephen as the owner of uh, BCMB, or should I say the uh, BCMB Part One. R.I.P. Yep. <laughs> um, so I think the communication was a little less than it was, but I officially met Stephen, I believe, at the Bear Scots 2015, yes. where we both embarrassingly yes. ran for Mr. Bear Scots. Sorry, Paul, Paul, Paul. <laughs> very quickly. You 
Stephen ran for Mr. Bescott. Yes, you know this story. I don't remember. You the story. know this story, and you ran for it at the same time. What year was it this? It was all 2015. Yeah, it was also the same year that Justin went for it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And Tiger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiger should have won that year. He was the only one who was funny. There was a boy from Glasgow as well. Did he not win it because yeah. he had all his friends? Yeah. There? Pass. I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. I just Someone. knew it was Chris. You were there, yeah. obviously, yeah. two of you, so I was supporting that. But Is this how you first met Chris as well? Oh, just no, as a segue. No, that's no, fine. No. We'll keep that for later. <coughs> we'll get into that. We're going to get into that as well. Um, but, so, then, but then from Bearscott's 2015, I think it was the Edinburgh Pride the following year that we actually put name to face and yeah. actually started talking. Um, and from Mark... So, we'll just stop here. So... Mark at the moment is making blowjob insinuations towards, <gasps> towards you, and it's quite fun. We're smiling at the two of you and listening yes. to your lovely story. Absolutely, we're reminiscing <laughs> of a much innocent time. Oh please, <laughs> <laughs> many things. We use a descriptive word for you, Chris. Innocent has never been one of them. Thank you. I've been called worse. Where's the lie? <laughs> so, um, so, offici- so officially meeting Stephen then yeah. was. Bearscott's as contestants. As contestants. That's hilarious. Um, and around, <laughs> I know. Stephen it's, it's, it's in the pageant, you because he's so hyper. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing that. Did, did you still have your top knot at the time? I don't even think I had it at the time. Damn. Did you have a beard? I think I've yeah. got photos. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the results. Somewhere. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just so funny to imagine, isn't it? It's because you're both really super competitive. So the fact that neither of you no, won... we weren't, though. I think at the we time... Were kind, no. no, we were both kind of shitting ourselves in that. I think room. everybody, yeah, I, everybody sure. was, was kind of taken out of their, their yeah. comfort zone, that entire Apart from thing. the diminutive one who was like, I'm shy. Oh, was that not you? No, that wasn't me. I wasn't saying I was shy. Makes no, no. shame. Oh, really? No. <laughs> yeah. I'm shy. Oh, look, I'm gin. Sh- oh, no, I'm touching my toes. I think it was on the morning of that competition, I tried to buy a bottle of wine at 9.30am and the server said, I can't serve you this early. And it totally... Bamboozled me. I was like, "But it's alcohol, and I can buy." And she's like, "No, nine thirty a.m. It's ten a.m. We serve." Yeah. So I was, yeah, waiting on that bottle of wine to get on that stage. I wouldn't have done it otherwise. So, thank you, wine. <laughs> <laughs> Moderately priced rosé. The cheaper, the better. Lambrini. The higher percent, the better. <laughs> yes. Um, and for actually, Mark, I didn't know of you. Why would you know until of me? I met um, David? Mm-hmm. Because I knew David as being the one who would buy overpriced <laughs> champagne in CCs and force feed you champagne on a night out. That's... So I it was it wasn't until I put two and two together, and I think we met at CCs actually over when Darren yeah. was visiting. Yeah. Oh yeah, don't give it. And it was you, Stephen, and Darren, I believe, sitting mm-hmm. in CCs in a, in a booth, and me and you and I joined you for refreshments. And then we went down to Planet. Planet. I don't remember that. Oh, no, wait a minute. I do remember Darren being out at Planet because it was hilarious because the small boy was trying to be set up with him, but from the lesbians. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's all I vaguely remember from that night. Uh, and Ewan, how do you know Stephen? Oh, well, this is the thing. Um, he does. This is, yeah, this is about is he going to tell the truth? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's alright. Because let's face facts, Stephen. If he doesn't tell the truth, you're going to sit there and scream lies. Facts are facts. Facts are facts. It's your favourite line on Instagram, isn't it? When you walked away in shame when we were playing Pokemon, slidled off like some snake in the grass. I slowly walked away and took a photo. Wasn't being shy about it or quiet about it. I'm not with these people. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Anyway, um, so I know Stephen 
mostly through his work at Tesco. And obviously you worked with my then flatmates. Yes. Who remain nameless. But my then the flatmates... The last fl- flatmate? Yes. Last We've flatmate. talked about them before in the podcast. That's fair enough. So Martin... Uh, so I live oh, with that's Martin. That's I was thinking of. No, <laughs> <laughs> Martin, who's in Australia, Martin. Martin, who's in Australia. Yeah, oh, yeah. we so always take some flattering selfies with Martin. <laughs> Never helps. Well, I've I've known Martin for for about fourteen, fifteen years, which is as long as I've been in the UK, more or less. And then I knew I knew of Stephen from when he worked in there, and vaguely conversing back and forth online, mm-hmm. and it just kind of floated around back and forth, and then all of a sudden it just kind of. Started chatting more in the last maybe five or six years, yeah. more or less. It kind of it was never a it was never an absence, but it was never a, a full front on discussion all the time. But yeah, that's that's the that's the PG version. That I'm sticking to it. There's nothing. Oh wait, 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 no. no, oh no! Oh no! This is I, 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 so I'd like to point eyeliner. out. I'd like to point out that this is like two thousand three. Yeah, was this chunky Stephen? Um, I'm heavier yeah. now than I was then. I don't. It was. It was. It was a very different human. And yes. you, you were showing us the photos on Friday. Oh, yeah, and it's it's like night and day. And then, but I mean, you could say the same for myself in a lot of ways. No, you look exactly the same as how I remember you, apart from your beard finally grew in. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> And you no longer had, for a while. didn't you have curtains for a while at one point? <gasps> curtains? No, no, that wasn't. Yet. Didn't didn't quite have curtains, but always had. Yeah, the face. Well, I really couldn't have couldn't have a beard for the longest time from where I was working. They wouldn't let me have one, so embraced it and took on. And then obviously there's Mark, who I've known for a, a similar time, a good a good long time at least. Uh, as I say, it was I think it was mostly through the, the bear nights at uh, the Newtown. And then there was obviously we were discussing that as well. The g- pub that was up the co- road from where we are just now, the Greek taverna that was that gay. Oh God, what was it called? I can never remember the name of it, but it was so obscurely placed. That would be that would be where we first met because that's where Bears Night used to be. Bears Night used to be there, yeah. And then it moved. The Claremont. Yeah, the Claremont. I think it was the Claremont. Claremont. So we were, yeah. We just you and I were obviously much younger. You certainly so. You're probably about the same age as I am now. <laughs> Whereas I was at least in my early twenties, you were thin. Would you like to tell them the thin <laughs> story? <laughs> the thin story. It's, it's a bit hazy. It's a bit hazy. No, it it's not. Like, you recounted it on Saturday night with great glee. But you see, I recounted it with great glee because I was in a similar state then as I was at the time of Friday. Copious amounts of alcohol was in, was involved. Um, I just remember that there was random, discuss, like comical banter going between us, and you just shouted at me. You're just saying, you know. You're just you're this noise of you because you can still fit into H and M clothing, and I thought, well, I mean, I, I, I was wearing an H and M top at the time, funnily enough, and ironically, I work for them now. See, <laughs> <laughs> lovey, but that's how I know. That's how I know. So does that mean he was being mean to you? This is a recurring. Well, pattern. you see, Mark has this thing where he he claims that he's not mean; he just doesn't have a filter. I mean, I call shenanigans on that because. Mark can be nice, of course he can, mm, and he can proven, be called. Yeah. You know, I've, I've seen no evidence of that. I, uh, maybe it was if he was buying me a drink. That's that's yeah. possible. He was. You were gracious enough to allow us to stay at your flat years ago when we came through for Glasgow Pride. The photos of which I found quite recently. Yes, because Glasgow Pride is just coming up. It's very disturbing. There's a. It was. A, a, it, was it was a weekend just past. Yes. yes, no, but eight years ago. Yeah, was kind of today. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that Shocking. entire weekend was was interesting. 
I lots just, of blurring. Lots of blurring, lots of sleeping on a couch, lots of... Falling uh, behind the couch. Falling behind the couch, yeah. Yeah, you disappeared at one point into your room with, with someone. Can't with quite... Stephen. Not this Stephen. Oh, God, say. no. Oh. Other Stephen. <laughs> Other Stephen. But wait a minute, I'm sure there was also boys and shenanigans happening elsewhere in the flat at that point as well. I can't... Oh, that's good. You can't remember that, but you can remember that throw me under the bus. Well, that's fine, bitch. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, that's I okay. I always remember to throw <laughs> you under the bus. This is what we call karma. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> is that your sister? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 no, so it's funny. I, I don't remember the Claremont meeting you at all. I just, I more remember you being um, Aaron's flatmate. Yeah. There, there's for the long... longest time, it was like Aaron's kind of sidekick. Um, it sounds <laughs> awful, but no. I mean, it's a, there's a lot of, of association with myself and, and Aaron. Getting you to the rugby because I've had to listen to for years. I'm a hockey player. <laughs> I'm a hockey. <laughs> I don't have to do that. I do put, Getting yes. you to rugby training. I think you lasted yeah. three sessions, give or take. Yeah. And before your crazy, crazy X X X X. Ex stalker, um, <laughs> kind I of mean, drove you out the wall, <laughs> sitting out your side your flat and texting you at night, time going, "I can see you through your curtains." <laughs> Those curtains were the days. Oh, it's so long ago. <laughs> curtains. Who knew? God, I know. Jeez. Mm. So many conversations to be had. And the dubious red sofa. Oh, the red, the um, the red couch of death. Absolutely, it was wonderful. I mean, that to be fair, that needed to have some kind of like a. A Viking Nordic send-off. It needs to be floated out into the distance and set on fire. It needs to be disinfected. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> or a visit to the clinic. Put it this way: when when Aaron left our flat to go back down to to go move to Manchester, he took it with him. Of course, it's it was his his couch. And of course, as you do when you're moving house, you go through and you clean everything. So I stripped it all off and I hoovered the the couch and I washed all the, the How cushions. How much money was in it? There was actually a, a decent <laughs> amount of change, actually, to be honest. But we went through and cleaned it and everything, and there were some very questionable things found. And this was properly digging, to not like it was just under a you know a cushion. My money's on Marie's knickers at last. <laughs> it's possible. It could, could have been my knickers. Could have been anybody's. To be honest, there was there were that many that had. Uh, it, it, it had a good few lesbian nights, gay nights, straight nights. Yeah. But now that couch is now living in Aaron's mum's garage, last I heard, somewhere in Haywood, I think, just outside Manchester. But he still has the cushions, from what I understand. My other memory of you is always having the worst hangover after seeing you. Yeah. Usually because yeah. we'd have had a real mix of drink. And then whatever <laughs> was happening at the flat, and then it would be like... My life is over. <laughs> well, my, my, my old flat, uh, which we lovingly called Flat of Awesome, um, was a three-bedroom flat that had... It, it was a home for wayward gays. I always remember the, the 2010 winter storm that everyone was kind of stranded in various places. And there was a good number of people that ended up staying with us purely because it was quite close to the city centre of Edinburgh. And uh, yeah, a good week, give or take. And there was about maybe 12 of us. In a th- three-bedroom flat, I just basically broke out all the linen I could get my hands on, made up makeshift beds, and so long as a lot of people, so long as they had a broadband connection and computer, they could work from home. I've got to be honest with you, I'm hearing made up lots of beds. Is anyone else he- hearing made a tent using tables and chairs? Well, there was actually. <laughs> it got to that stage, one under the table, one on the table, very similar to the setup we have here. So, yeah. Stephen, how did you meet Gingery and Ginger Beer? 
Well, it's Ginger 1 and Ginger 2. I know, I'm getting confused yes. now between them both already. <laughs> 1 and 2. So, yeah, um, me and you kind of messaged each other back and forth. I think the first time we actually met was at 3 o'clock in the morning. <gasps> you were at a house party in your fountain park. Sorry, which and one are we talking about now? Oh. You Sorry. It's just because you're looking at Chris and that's what's really confusing. You were, you were at a house party and I had came out of a staff night out and I had messaged you and yes. I was like, I'm so tired and so cold. And you came out and we were chatting for like five, ten minutes and then you oh. went back and I went home. I actually had completely forgotten about that. that I think was, that was the first time we that actually met. I'm assuming that we probably bumped into each other at Vibe and stuff. Oh, absolutely. Well, you absolutely. Know, without a doubt. But I think that was the first time we actually met. What platform did you meet on? Oh, it was probably anything from Gaydar to... I mean, this is I a think while ago. maybe so. Scruff, when Scruff first came out. But is it, this is this is pre this is pre smartphone though. You, 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 yeah, yeah. That. it's probably Gator. So it gave, I mean Gator, Eurowolf something like that. Maybe Bear wah, wah, wah. Stephen probably <laughs> didn't get onto Eurowolf. Be one of those sites where he hates bears on. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fu- well. It's 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 so funny though because there's a few of the boys that I that I know from the past that once upon a time were living their absolute twin fantasy and that that's fine. You know, kick on, fair play to everybody. Uh, who have you know made some rather scathing comments at the time of the uh, different parts of the bear mm-hmm. community or different parts of the gay community in general, and uh, now they're absolutely living their lives as hairy, appreciating and beard having homosexuals. And I thought, well, funny that you know time changes people. I'll put it that way, but it's just ironic. Yeah, youth is wasted on the young. Well, youth is wasted on the young. Chris, so. I, again, we were chatting online for a while, about a year, I reckon, probably on mm-hmm. and off. Yeah. And it was my first pair of Scots, it was your first pair of Scots, mm-hmm. and I had walked down into the lab at CC's and I was like, I don't know anyone here, saw Justin, I was like, I know someone, fine, Start. started Justin, and I turned around and all I saw was this big, huge ginger guy and I was like, that's Chris! So, so I know him! <laughs> so what's funny here is, Stephen went to CC's, knew no one, but picked the small muscle hobbit out of a crowd of tall people. I mean, so that's what Stephen aimed for she first. She can clock a bitch. And, and then, distracted because something bigger came in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, where's, the, where's the lie? And then the rest history. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. What about you? What do you remember about I don't remember being Chris. I don't remember the CC thing. It, it just kind of turned up. My, my memory was um, you had started dating this person and he randomly turned up to Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, kidnapped. <laughs> you know, kind of randomly turned up and then didn't go away. I tried to. <laughs> I tried to get away, but the cable ties were too tight. Oh, we hear you like that sort of thing. <laughs> Casual Fridays. (laughs) (laughs) My only other memory of Chris really is that awful picture of him on Instagram where he's cleaning the oven, sitting down cross legs. I love that photo. Yes, I love that. It's a great stage photo. You were not cleaning that oven, bitch. There's no way you can get into that oven like that. Genuinely. You must have been finished then because you were sitting back looking at it. I had to miss the muscle out and a damp cloth. It's (laughs) 1000%. I, I took that photograph. And I, I, uh, I sent it as a Snapchat to his sister initially, but I saved it. And she came back and Alex was absolutely screaming with laughter. She thought it was fantastic. And I kept it and I thought, okay. And I showed it to Chris. She's like, oh, I want, I want to, you know, go and send me that picture. So I did. And then he decided to tweak it slightly and throw it on the internet and conveniently Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Pause. Pause. Sorry. Tweak it a little bit? I'm sorry. 
Are we saying you photoshop your pictures, Chris? Absolutely not. I'm always. I believe this is counterproductive to. Who doesn't love a filter? You keep it quite natural. Wait a minute, was there a filter and some shading? Oh no. Maybe a minimum of two filters. Really? Oh my god, Stephen looks like he's ready to jump over the table. (laughs) No, I think that was. It was more or less gone, if anything. It was pretty much as it is. Um, It would have only been because I think it was quite bright at the time. Yeah, so. It was during the day. Yeah. You were you were cleaning the oven during those, the day. Uh, those shadows created by the curves are all natural, though. So you're welcome. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was... Was it not after the ball? There was something had been on the night before, because um, I'm sure it was like a picture from the oh, night before. I can't remember. Possible? I can only remember... Up, well, I can only remember contemplating uploading it and thinking, oh, I've got family and work colleagues online. Um... Would I be offended if they saw that? And then I just thought, absolutely not. And I uploaded it. And and then fast forward to Christmas this year and he decided to take a random gym selfie with a very strategically placed Christmas tree emoji. Yeah. And yeah. that, that <laughs> Which hit, is a that fantastic hit triple photograph. figures and I'm happy that it did because it was a good triple photo. Figures, quadruple figures. <laughs> I, I, I feel this is an, another topic maybe we should talk to them about later on. <laughs> How do you feel about strategically, strategically placed trees? But we're not going to do that. Bruno, if you are listening, we do apologise. We're going to go on to your favourite subject next and something I can see Chris is desperate to talk about, which is RuPaul's Drag Race. So we're going to go really quickly into the first thing. So current season 10, 10 seasons in. What is... How did you guys first get into Drag Race? So from my point of view, it was um, Miss Bucket (laughs) down in Manchester. I remember him screaming about it and that's how we got into it with him downloading it on stick. This was early on, like, season two. Okay. Time. So how do you guys remember getting into the show? Well, well I go... For me, um, I mean, I was always familiar with RuPaul's Drag Race, even when it was, you know, running in the earlier seasons. It first, it didn't quite have the cult following. I'm sure it did, but it didn't quite have the cult following with a lot of people that I knew. And it was quite difficult to get your hands on because you'd always have to go through and download things, X, Y, and Z. And then all of a sudden, it magically appeared on Netflix a couple of years ago. <clears throat> Excuse me, and it was actually myself and Lee Henderson uh, were round visiting Shawnee, uh, and we found it, stumbled upon it one hangover day, and we sat and binged watched all of season. I think we watched like season four to begin with, as as a, as a middle ground. We thought this is fantastic. Or oh, you've got all the seasons right up to the top. That's fine. So we started from season one with that season one filter, and worked our way up to the current season, and the, the rest is history. But season, season one was never on Netflix, it started from season two, because season one was owned by VH1, so it was never on so Netflix. So it would have been season so two that we started. To, yeah, you'd mm. have to have pulled that from somewhere. But we had, we went through and we watched all of them and kind of brought it up to date, and then it went from there, and then uh, for yourself? For me, it was pretty similar, so it was more of a um, day after drinking television realness and um, I was staying with a friend Kenneth and actually Louis uh, my good friend Louis as well was also there Ooh. and it was yeah just hangover TV didn't think much of it until the following day and thought oh I wonder what happened what happens in the next episode and looked into it but I think it was more so um, when we started well when we first met actually in mm-hmm. uh, Manchester for Burbash it was the compilation of um, the reads from season one, uh, two to four, I believe, or maybe five. Yeah. And then I started paying more attention to it. And oddly enough, on that weekend, um, 
the AAA girls were performing at uh, Sackville Gardens, and I had no idea who I was listening to at the time. I was like, oh, covers, maybe. It's not good. That time, it's not going to be the AAA girls. Must have been when it was Detox Vicky and. It was actually true. It was very early. Triple A was that so? That was not long ago then. No, I mean it was it was 2015. The 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 bash of 2015 to be in uh, Bank Holiday Weekend is when Chris and I actually met face to face. And and then someone else's story, which is much more fun about Drag Race. So hipster. How long did you resist getting into drag? I was going to say, I. That's a a comment. That's a comment. Two years. Two years. Two years of these two just constantly talking about drag race, and I was like, no. I knew what it was. References. Yeah. Pre drink videos. Pre drink videos. I was like, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. And I can't remember, we were going out one night, and all you done was watch. uh, Put on um, lip syncs. Oh, like, right, this must have been what early May. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to watch it, and I literally binge watched season three right up to season nine as it was starting, <laughs> in like two months. Jeez. <laughs> so I know. because of these two, I may me. have made the mistake of ruining one season. I can't remember what yes. it was. Yes. So I'd watched. If it, it was seven. No, I wouldn't. Worry. No, it wasn't. Maybe Bianca. It was. It was season six. I had seen the <laughs> first episode. And he's like, what, where are you up to? And I was like, oh, I'm on season six. Oh, the one that Bianca wins. <sighs> oh, thank you, Mark. Yeah, right. <laughs> what? what was that? I didn't do it on purpose. No. I genuinely uh-huh. didn't do it on purpose. Uh-huh. Um, oh, and speaking of Bianca, who's all going to see her this weekend. <gasps> yeah. We're going. So looking forward to that. It's the second time seeing her. First time seeing her? Yeah, so that, I, it was just after Bianca appeared the last time. Yeah. Because I think, was it you guys or someone had mentioned me seeing if I wanted a ticket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. with hands unhelpful on podcasts. I get that. But I these guys. Um, and I was like, no, I don't know who that is. I'm not going to go and see it. And I literally, like, the week after, that was when I started watching I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> what have I done? You were Best like, comedy queen ever. Honestly, we were laughing so hard. Disappointing book. The book's awful. Really? The book and yeah. the audiobook are both disappointing. Mm. Didn't find it funny as I wanted to be and you were like oh no listen It'll read the good. book the book's the, got the, our nuances you can decide how she's talking to no, it like, yes but the, the audiobook is her reading it no I know and it's still not but funny but the, the book is much better because then you have an idea how she's going to deliver the lines mm. yeah whereas the audiobook she's very monotone and I just doesn't want to really put a lot of energy into it no it's not that she doesn't put energy into it but she talks like this and it's all one level so there's no which isn't but it's so strange because that's not like her when Whereas she speaks normally Willem's like, book is terrible yeah. but Willem's audiobook mm-hmm. starts off terrible but by the end of the audiobook yeah. it gets into his swing it's really funny and it's even better because you then get Courtney and Alaska yeah. doing the bit at the end I love the way that you're both here I'm assuming <laughs> you've listened to it Chris I can yeah. see you bouncing up the table like, yes yes no <laughs> because I, we, yes yes no we've got the we have the book in the house yes um and in honesty, I haven't listened to the to the audiobook. It's but. very animated. You can get the gist of Willem's character through the the yeah. And listen, bit she describes the pictures in her book, <laughs> oh, yeah. boy, which is even better. So you're listening to an audiobook totally of someone describing the artwork in the audiobook, which Bianca doesn't do, which kind of makes to me I think is why maybe the audiobook falls flat. She just doesn't have any. There's no interaction. There's no connection no, with no. it at all. And I mean, for for books like that, you wouldn't. They're not exactly like best-selling novels with a huge, you know, thick storyline. It's a case of as no, sell as many units as you can. Well, right? yeah, and I mean, they're both known for their their personalities. So I don't understand why they wouldn't mm. amp that up a bit. So, for the, back to Drag Race. Yeah, then. Absolutely. Season ten has just finished. It has. Winner. What do we think? 
Um, I mean, it was it was clocked from the get go. To be honest, a lot of folks said, "Look, this is there's no way that Aquaria is not going to win this." And I thought, I would I would hope that that wasn't true. Not that I had anything against Aquaria particularly myself, um, but I did think I thought, no, surely it's going to be someone else. But it was proven wrong. I'm not mad at it, but I'm not overly, I wasn't thrilled about it either. I was quite convinced that Aquaria was going to win from the off because she channeled a lot off Violet Charchki in season seven. So yeah. for me, I actually quite enjoyed season seven. So forget what anyone else says. I could see Aquaria winning from the off, but as you got to the final four, mm. I did start to question if Asia was actually going to pull through. Final four um, shook me to my back. Teeth. But no, uh, one person should not have been in there, which we won't talk about. But um, no, I was. I was quite content with the query running. Now, is this the one person whenever I hear a name, I think of um, a Channel 4 programme? When they do, <laughs> Eureka, ka, 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 ka. Every time you say it, Stars des- in their eyes. Thank you. So I was so desperate for RuPaul to do it. At least <laughs> oh, once. Oh, uh, Eureka, ka, 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 ka. <laughs> and it's just yes. like, no, never done. So who would you have wanted to win? I mean, I was quite... Not even from the final four, but just... I mean, my, my two favourites from that for the, the whole of entirety of season 10, <clears throat> possible three, but I, quite, I was quite taken by Monique and I was quite taken by Miss Cracker. Yeah. To be honest, in the beginning, Miss Cracker, I was a bit unsure of, but then very quickly warmed. Did you get the joke about her final look? And I didn't get this. I had to listen to a podcast to get it. So cause she, in her final look, she was dressed all in black. As a widow. Was a widow cracker, whittle cracker. Ah, uh, okay, clever. Cle- oh, and she wiped the. T- ah, okay. Oh, wasn't ah, <laughs> yes, yes. widow cracker. Is that her alter ego? Okay, <laughs> I can it's, see it. I think that was um, all right, Mary, or the other one. That that it, was, it might be the one with them both on. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which was fun. I agree with you. I'd have loved to see Miss Cracker ousted Cameron in that. Lesson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I still think the Vixen got a really bad write-up because I think her untucked when you see her leaving to me is who the Vixen is and who she probably was 90% of the time. Mm. Um, opposed, opposed to, again, like Willem said, you know, yes, I've got the washing machine on. <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, what is this nonsense? <laughs> um, but she did say what she said. She did say what she said. Yeah, she, she said what she it. said. And, and her as a person, I, 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 it took me a while to really get what her kind of game was not so much game as in like strategy but just who she kind of was but I mean some of some of what, how she was coming across I thought was a bit excessive and whether that was because she just called it like it was don't put the bear all that nonsense there was a, there's a lot to be said for maybe winding your neck in even I mean in the heat at the moment is very difficult but I don't know I think she just kind of flew across the handle a bit too much but I, I like I was into what she was up to I thought she was quite good Chris who was, who was your top three have been for this season I think I'd originally called it as Aquaria, Cracker and Asia Mm. in top three. I was assuming a top three position as all seasons generally follow. Um, I think what I was a little bit more upset was that um, uh, Monet got Miss Congeniality and I was quite egging for Monique to get it. Um, Have you been to watch them voting when they do their voting? Yeah, and they go through and... Yeah. Needless to say... She was really close, though. I mean, it, it was, was neck and neck. Yeah. It was only one vote in it. It was one vote in it. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I was content. Um, and again, Aquaria for the win. Yeah. You do know why the online poll was pulled? But 
correct me if I'm wrong, is it not because there was some controversial voting for a particular queen on that? Yes. Yeah, the site had been hacked. Yeah, Effectively, so, the site had been right. hacked and all the votes were hitting into yeah, to, right. there um, was, the vixen. Yeah, there was a couple of um, Chicago hackers voting hacking in, in America. to create some bots and there was like 10 million votes. Oh, wow. For the vixen. There's only 3 million viewers yeah. And you can really only have one vote each, so I mean, there to is, be honest, there is a little bit of him. Um, you know. <laughs> they went a little bit too far. Yeah, which uh, to, to be is a shame. Um, it would have been nice to have seen her win it. Um, but she wasn't Miss Congeniality, though. No, no, no she wasn't. No, there's, you know, there's no harm in her um, doing it. But I think they should stick to that format where it's the queens that vote Miss Congeniality rather yeah. than it makes it makes a lot see. of sense because yeah. what we see is what they edit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah true. Even but if they were to include the judges in that, what do we think of the current editing? I mean, the editing across the board for them, from Drag Race as a whole, has been... It always focuses on the grief that can kick off. And I mean, mm. it's to make it good television, fair enough. And that, you know, the queens themselves have turned around and said, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of editing in it. Of course, there is a lot of editing that is going to be done anyways, but a lot of it is what was said at the time. Yeah. You can't escape that. Um, I don't know, maybe I, haven't, I didn't notice it as much, but I think that there was quite a lot of drama being put into it. I've delved into uh, threads in Reddit actually and some of the queens are quite vocal on Reddit mm. and I know that Willem can be quite vocal and she um, yeah, she was quite, quite blunt with what was happening off screen and knowing that's what's happening or what has happened yeah, what you see is not always, always what, you what you get so mm. and I think it also doesn't help when you've got like Aquaria and Miss Cracker at times where they were self-editing Mm. Mm-hmm. But so was Cameron. Yeah, but he wasn't really self-editing; he just wasn't saying anything. He, I mean, yeah. <coughs> what do we think about the butterflies? Because I swear to fucking god, if I have to look at another meme from Stephen about the butterflies. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> so, some of the memes were absolute gold. I mean, I was I was screaming at some of them. I mean, it was it was a shame. I did, have you seen um, Aquarius of Asia's response? She posted a thing on Instagram. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, if, if we're putting it in black and white, a lot of people looked at it and said, so you've basically taken live animals who have then died. I don't know if all of them died because they the had some is, of them on the stage yeah, that were still the flying. Thing is, no, the, some of them the, are still flying when you watch. Yeah, you yeah. watch the rest of the flash. It wasn't that they had died. They were literally just not moving. And they I know that doing what they were... Yeah. She was wanting them to do. And she would, she had come back and said, you know, we, there was a lot of time and effort put into this to, um, to practice this to make sure that it was a feasible concept. And it just on on the night it didn't happen. So what she's ended up saying is that she was her and friends of hers were going to be doing I think a hundred hours worth yeah, of community this service. This is the bit that I thought was a bit hokey. We are going to do a hundred. This is what she said. My friends and I are going to volunteer one hundred hours to whatever animal. The SPCA or something. So does that mean you know is she going to do a hundred hours herself and her friends are going to do hundred hours, or is she going to do one hour and her friends are going to do ninety nine? Mm. You know, and, and to me it just smacked mm. off. It's a follow up. Ten, it's, it's ten hours with ten friends. Well, said I was ten friends. Yeah. I mean, so long as it, supposed so long as the the kind of the her end of the bargain is kept up, and yeah. the, the people are doing it. Still, Cameron's face when he realised what was going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he just looked down and was like, "Fuck!" I, I, know know <laughs> I mean, as, as soon as that happened, though, you just knew that it was it was game over for it. It's a shame. Hmm. It was a quite yeah, terrible thing. Is, see if she just got on with the lip sync and not freaked out yeah. about what was going on with the butterflies. She could have still taken it. She was so distracted with the lip sync. Uh-huh. Mm. So enough of that season. Yes. Should we go into what you want to talk about, yes. which was your favourite lip syncs? Yes. So you've broken it into two sections. 
which is top three lip syncs from Drag Race mm-hmm. and top two li- top three lip syncs as well. Top two. Top two lip syncs from All Stars. And it can't be finale lip syncs. Which was, let's which let's was be very specific. Which was, yes. But so, we were all going to, we were all going to choose the exact same one for the finale songs as going to be our top lip sync. So, so I just um, wanted to have a bit of. Because I think let's make it a little bit harder. No repeats. So because you're our guest, we'll let you start. <laughs> no, this is and, and this way. I, no, no. And, this no, 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 no. And my question, can, my yes. rules. No, no. <laughs> I, I have an no, A4. Right, as we no, go, no, let's go. No, my I have question, an A4 my with this. Now, when when it was brought to me, the idea of my top two All-Stars lip syncs and my top three season lip syncs, in, instantly you start going to the ones off the top of your head, but then you also know fine well that people are going to do the same. And... I even took a slight uh, helping hand from some of the girls that I work with, and I said, "Like this is this is what's happening. What do you think?" So it's be, it's been a bit of a difficult choice, I have to say. But so is this your all stars or your? I'll I'll go with my all stars first. So we're doing all stars first. So one only. Give me your first one. My first one is I'm gonna make sure that it's not a repeat and it w- should be fine. I put down um, Alaska versus Katya and All-Stars 2 when they did La Freak. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. Which was, I thought that was fantastic. It's a f- great song anyways, but it was the whole the whole package with it. And certainly Katya. She had a mushroom dress. Oh, no. Katya was, I think it was like the 70s one disco. Yes. And Alaska was wearing that busted attempt at a hairstyle. It looked like she was going bowling. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I thought it was a fantastic performance. It was a fantastic song, which obviously, if the song's really good, I think that makes ha- more than half of it. Yeah, for sure. And Chris, um, well, because we only had the choice of uh, choosing two, I will go for one that I don't think is obvious, and that was from All Stars Two, and that was the Shut Up and Drive lip sync uh, between Tatiana and Alyssa. <laughs> I was so close to seeing that one. <laughs> We all know oh. what the obvious one's going to be, so we're yeah, going to have to. We'll yeah, see yeah. when it comes. If it doesn't come up between the, the two of you, oh, I've got the I'll obvious one. Yeah. So I'm next. Uh, you're going next, come on then. Um, so yeah, the obvious one is Raven and Juju. Yes, that was the. F- that is literally the top. That is of my like list. my all-time favorite lip sync, just of all time. It was so good, and it, was... it wasn't that they were lip syncing. It wasn't great lip sync, like. No. But it was. Just it was the emotion. The, that was the raw, genuine emotion between them. It was like yeah. we were. I can't remember where we were going, but we were at yours and like we were all just crying. It might, no, might have been the alcohol a little bit, but <laughs> no. we were we were all like, oh, "This is so sad." But you just can't friends. if you do not have any kind of reaction, whether it, yeah. even if it's just a, you know being taken aback slightly to what that was, then I I, I would be. You surprised. didn't even need to know the backstory that they were no. like best friends or anything. Absolutely not. Well, that leaves me the other one. So that you, left. No, so that gives me, no, no, that gives me it's Shangela, unfortunately, and Bianca. No, nope. that awful, Bianca, no, awful. Nope. Sorry, Bianca, Bianca Bendela Creme. There we go. <laughs> With Jump, which was fun but terrible. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, Jump, where she's in the. Point uh, assistance. Point assistance. She, she keeps pull, she, Shanta just keeps pulling out accessories. Every <laughs> and ben just, ben just wipes the floor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so second All Stars lip sync, you and so with my second All Stars lip sync, I had down was uh, Aja versus Ben de la Creme in All Stars Three, yeah. Anaconda. Yes, I thought that Ben actually really surprised me with that one, just with his personality and very bubbly and kitsch and whatnot. He quite he pulled it out the bag for that one. I quite honestly don't didn't refer back to All Stars Three mainly because Bendela did win a majority yeah. and 
I'm not a fan of gimmicks when it's lip sync. Mm -hmm. I'm a fan of slow splits and good lip sync. Um, so my actual second choice with the was Raven and Jujube in All Stars One. Yeah. So feel your own thinking on the spot there, Chris. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You said two. I got bonus for the next one. (laughs) Um, So my second one, obviously, you're taking my Shangela and Bendler because it was mine that I gave you into the notes. So you stole that because you don't have any. Yours is all blank. I was sat on Wikipedia at work. Um, Hashtag copyright. Legit. Yeah. (laughs) Other search engines available. Absolutely. <laughs> but not. But not. <laughs> um, my second one is now going to be, I can't remember who else was in it, but it was the final three of All Stars 1. Um, it was Chad. Chad. I can't remember who the other two Chad, were Chad, the one which should have gone home who was left at the bus stop. Kennedy. Oh, um, no, Kennedy wasn't All Stars 2, uh, All Stars 1. Was it not? Um, Roxy Andrews. No, the one with the double rig reveal. Roxy. Yes. Roxy was in that. Was she in All Stars 1? Was in All Stars 3. Oh, Boxy Mandrews was in. Was it 2? No. Yeah, All Stars Yes, 2. Sorry. Yeah, but this was All Stars 1. Sorry, yeah. So, so, so you were. I was. Sorry. You were. No, no, you were. I apologise. You were wrong. I'm saying correct. No, say it. Say it. Why would I say that? Because you were. (laughs) I apologise. And I was right. Christopher was correct. You just jumped on the bandwagon. So I just want to. This is now. Oh, this is getting kept in. So <laughs> Chris Mark, was right. Mark constantly says, you know, and you were wrong, and I was right, and he makes me say it, <laughs> and I do because I am the bigger person, obviously. Stephen, who also needs to get the last line in. You keep saying it's me. <laughs> you keep saying that it's no, me. we were we were previously <laughs> warned about this before. Yes. That's fine. Yeah. I just smiled in my head. Um, but yeah, it was that one, and it was simply for. Um, Chad's lip sync yeah. it was amazing he yeah. was just beyond amazing for that lip sync I mean and Chad I think is was, beyond polished so there yeah. was no reason and I think it was also it. the, the outfit is wearing that black and white sort of structured almost Lady Gaga-esque yeah. dress it was just phenomenal I also can't remember any more All Stars lip syncs it's just one of those blip TV shows <laughs> which usually comes on that's like I'm done now <laughs> and, and usually because the one I like goes out too quick Mm-hmm. Oh. Or, or you know the Maybe last all stars was a bit irrelevant <laughs> the shit pretty much right so basic drag race basic drag race okay <laughs> is that sound correct basic <laughs> I mean why not seasons 1 to 10 mm-hmm. seasons 1 to 10 okay um, for myself I brought, I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 10 to choose from okay we'll give you 3 so I have th- of course of 3 uh, my first one I'm just going to throw it out there and say that one of my absolute favourite ones was from season 2 mm-hmm. and it was GGB versus Sahar Davenport it was Black Velvet I thought that that was that when GGB goes home no um Juju won that one. Right. And she went through and it was just, I thought it was really well done. Again, a really good song and it was put together quite well, even if it was season two. Mm-hmm. Wasn't mad at it. How are you? Chris? What you have two more, dear. Will I go through all three? You'd like to have all three? Yeah. Oh, right. Well, let's just throw it in. Um, one of, I'm, I'm going to play Devil's Advocate because I know this one's going to come up. So if we can't repeat them, I'm going to get it. Uh, season four, Dita, Reese versus the princess. This will be Oh yes. Absolutely yeah. shook 
to my back teeth. That was the, one of the most phenomenal, phenomenal oh, ones. Oh, yeah. Chris is marking them off from bingo. <laughs> we so. got similar taste in lip sync, so I knew this was going to happen, so this is we, why I had bonus ones. <laughs> we don't, so we're fine. We were literally, we were sat in the car and we were discussing it. And we were, I just handed over the A4 that I have in front of me to Chris and he was going, yep, yep, yep. Oh, bollocks, right, got all those. Um, <laughs> what you should have said is you're not seeing these ones. <laughs> True. Right. Well, I'll, I'll not take another extra yeah, one fine. then. So that was my second one. And my third one, um, which is going to look as possibly a bit naff, but I took from season nine Peppermint versus Alexis Michelle when they did Macho Man. I yeah. thought that was it was camp. It was it was a good laugh. I thought that was when Peppermint was in that leather daddy gig. Oh, she was yeah. living her absolute truth. For the whip. It was fantastic. Uh-huh. But I thought I thought that was really well done, even if it was mm-hmm. a bit. That's like, the type of lip sync that you would love to see in a local drag show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So Edinburgh girls. Who goes to local drag shows? We'd been on the church, we went to church on the Sunday just on the the, the day after we uh, we got engaged. We went to decided to go day drinking on a Sunday and went to the church. Did you hear that drop? Did what? you hear that drop in the conversation? <sighs> yeah, when we got engaged, we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> Chris, back to your drag race. <laughs> um, so I will work in um, descending order from three up to one. Um, yep. I try to keep it. And consider season one onwards, but I just couldn't. I just couldn't find them. So um, my third was uh, from season seven, and it was the Olivia Newton-John twist of fate lip sync between so Katya good. and Sasha Bell. No, <laughs> no, I have that one. That was um, honestly fantastic. I think Katya's. She just blew the it outfit was bold. It was floral. It looks a little bit like your shirt, actually. Um, <laughs> Stephen's currently sat cute. in a flamingo t-shirt, yep. looking in, incredible. Um, the slow splits for me sold it. Ah, but that would have yeah. struck a chord with you because you used to do gymnastics. I adored that lip sync. So so good. I've got the videos, ladies and gentlemen. America, she's trying me. <laughs> facts are facts. Absolutely. Um, and. My second and first actually are from season eight. Um, so my second was the causing a commotion lip sync uh, between mm-hmm. Naomi Smalls and Acid Betty. That was really um, good. Acid Betty should not have been up for elimination. I missed that. I liked Acid Betty a lot. I would love to see her back. Yeah, the look the, was so similar. complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was she was quite good. Her, her aesthetic was incredible. Plus, I have I, I literally crush over Naomi Smalls. She is beyond sexy. Like. In drag and out of drag, I think she's beautiful. I don't know. I think Kimchi's ruined Naomi Smalls for me. She's corrupt. Just, <laughs> yeah. I can just say ruined her. Full stop. <laughs> yeah. Naomi, eat this thing. Eat this yeah. thing. Eat this thing. Gain some weight. Very good, darling. Have some of this kimchi. Um, <laughs> but I think my all-time favorite lip sync, um, again from season eight, was the uh, Jennifer Holiday, um, and I'm telling you, the between Chi Chi and Soji. Every time I watch that, I get goosebumps when uh, the beading of Chi Chi's gown gets caught cool underneath her heel and, and they splits. break. It could not have happened at a better point. And as I say, I get that white handkerchief out and she takes me to church every damn time I hear that love sync. So, uh, do you want me to do yeah. mine? Yeah, when you go, you do yours. So, I'm, I've gone quite old school with mine. So, my first one is probably going to be no surprise to you. And uh, I went with Latrice Royale and Kenya Michaels. Um, and you make me feel in the pregnancy oh, dress. Because yes. to be honest with you, I love a good park and bark. 
And Latrice does it well. We don't want to see her minute spinning. We don't want to see tricks. We want to see her there giving, doing a gospel number, giving it, giving it loudly. <laughs> um, my next one, just because I kind of like a bit of softcore porn, was Roger and Cameron Carrera. That was... when they do um, straight up. Yeah, and basically excellent song as well. Um, <laughs> Cameron ends up taking all of her clothing off. It's a Cameron. No, it's Carrera. Cameron. Cameron. Right. Put my teeth back in. Um, too many C's. Um, Cameron's literally taking clothes off and Roger gets up and kisses her on the shoulder yeah. and oh, leaves yeah. the lipstick print on her shoulder yeah. no. uh, if you just that was so good and then my last one again is no surprise that Stephen Huff's at all of my choices um, was Alyssa Edwards and Coco Montrese oh. the cold hearted killer just because who doesn't love an arm flapping moment oh absolutely <laughs> and at any point you know she's going to take um, Alyssa's head off <laughs> I mean that was battle royale <laughs> it was a great lip sync and yeah true uh, it is a disappointment because Alyssa looks so busted in it because of that I'm, I didn't expect to be here this long I've not yeah. brought enough friends I didn't prepare for this <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to go home two episodes ago I'm going to go home and try and change a pillowcase terrible <laughs> bless her heart she's one of my favourites so. Um, and that would be my three um, as they all quite a bit older and your three now you have two to yeah, choose from so you to think of one on the no, spot no I'm still not thinking of one on the spot um, would you so, like to borrow the list there's um, other list you might get inspiration yeah so obviously one of mine was Katja and Sasha Bell it was just again it was that mm-hmm. slow split oh absolutely um, my first one um, was Roxy and Alyssa mm-hmm. with, oh, um, yes. with my hair mm-hmm. because that wig reveal that was wig reveal everything was the only other wig reveal that I've loved as much as that, well, I can't remember who Katja was lip syncing with, but when she had the blonde wig on, then she revealed the devil symbol on her head. Oh! But I don't know if that was a lip sync or if that was a runway. It was a runway. That was, but yeah, that, was, that was beyond. I've just had a quick thought. Peppermint's um, wig reveal in the finale. That's why I chose no finales. No, but I, it, it, as it, it deserves it. The, that was the actual good. wig reveal itself. You could have heard us cheering two counties over when it was. Oh my god, it was everything. It was good. Um, so yeah, that one and Laganja and Jocelyn Fox with Stupid Girls mm-hmm. when yeah. they'd done the, the double split, the double split, and we all love a double split. Absolutely, that was just again. I went for the stunts, obviously. Mm-hmm. Take it and run because that's that's the ones that you know you're shouting uh, <laughs> cheer for. So I'm now going to have to look at your list. Oh, Let's see if you can pull anything out of it. It took it, it was a hard time for me to work with. Yeah, and Maybe I really had to keep Valentina. Classic lip sync. No, you see, I mean, you can. Yeah, that would have been an obvious one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go for that one. So who was that again? That was... So Nina, it was Nina Nina Tina when... Yeah. I'd like to keep it on, please. And side note, that song, Greedy, I'd never heard it. I do not. Never yeah. heard it. And to say it was a man obsessed, I've been caught in traffic more times with the windows in the car down, absolutely blasting yeah. that, living my truth, as a 33-year-old man living his life to Ariana Grande. Oh yeah, everything. Good song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still get confused when she comes on and look at you and go, "Who is this? <laughs> Whose child is this? Who's wandered out into the stage?" <laughs> so, so we leave Drag Race, uh, and I think we're going on to to kind of yes. so those class one. You've kind of touched on it. So, how did you guys meet? Because obviously you've mentioned you're now engaged, and Stephen wouldn't let me talk to you about how you got engaged at the weekend, yes. because apparently I got told I wasn't allowed any spoilers before the podcast. <laughs> yes. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So, um, how, how, did so how, how did you meet? Um, let's have Chris start. Now, there may be some discrepancies, but 
I believe that we first started speaking via Instagram. Yes. I think it was just a case of mutual appreciation for faces and just double tapping. Um, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. Right, so yes, double, double tapping, tapping on Instagram. Double tapping. Instagram. So do you both double tap or do you ta- tap the heart and do a single tap? I do double tap because it's easier just to keep going. There's less, and yes. because both, you, yes, and because well, as as I stand here, I have the six plus or the eight, the six plus. I've got the eight plus, and it's reaching over. No, 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 no. Same with Tumblr as well. Double tap. Keep going. Yes. Yeah. We heard this discussion not so long ago on a podcast, and I think I messaged Stephen and said, yep. "Double tap." Yes. <laughs> and he was you like, are wrong. <laughs> but you know, the heart is there to be used. If you want to finger someone's heart, then you crack it. <laughs> Do you want something better is you can text it to someone to really upset them and go, and tap heart. <laughs> <laughs> Normally with a reply of, fuck off. <laughs> Which is not as good as, and you can get 10% off with discount code. <laughs> right, sorry. Free shipping. <laughs> Visit my OnlyFans page. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, as I paint a nail, sorry. <laughs> so, oh, Chris, you look like you could have had a fans only page. Oh. I've been tempted, but I'm not. I'm not allowed. Not allowed. Oh, that's dear. another conversation for yeah. not the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. So you were chatting on Instagram. Yeah. So no. So mm-hmm. give people context. You're based in Edinburgh. You and I am based in Edinburgh. Yes. I was based in just on the outskirts of London. Okay, Berkshire. Did anyone else notice a change in Chris's accent there, where he suddenly sounded like a chimney sweep in Mary Poppins? It's like, where are you from, Chris? Well. Wow. <laughs> I get a bit Mary Poppins now and again. Um, yes, that was via Instagram, and it Me felt too. like only really a couple of months because it was the first official meet was in uh, Manchester at Bear Bash the same year. Yeah. So we started talking, I think, at the start of 2015. Tail end of 2014. Tail end. Um, and then we didn't actually come face to face until the. Um, Freezing. My March, April. <laughs> Not it was, so it was <laughs> come face to face morning. Uh, well, no, because it was we we were started, we started talking at the tail end of 2014 again of mutual appreciation for each other's existence, and then chatting back and forth, and then we both realised oh we know a lot of the same people, and then it was a case of oh you're going to Manchester for Bear Bash as well. I've never been. Well, Chris, I'd been quite a few times. I've been going for about ten plus years, but Chris had never been. Mm-hmm. So I'd said quite casually, if you end up in, in Manchester over the weekend, you know, give me a shout, we'll go and get a beer. And then I went and met Chris at the Rem bar on Canal Street in Manchester, and he had been day drinking for the gods. Oh. And I remember going into the Rem and Chris seeing me as I came in, and he shouted me over and, oh, fantastic, you know, gave me a hug, nice to meet you. He's like, right, give me two minutes, I need to go to the toilet, but I'll be right back. Okay. Didn't really think much of it, I thought, okay, random guy. Who I obviously had spoken to, but fine. He ran off, and all of a sudden this smaller human comes running up to be full pelt. And it was Louis, Mr. Beck, Louis Beck. He came running up to me, and it's uh, Chris's, Chris's best pal. And he was like, oh, you're you and aren't you? Uh, yeah. You're that Canadian guy that lives in Scotland? Yep. And you are? And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm Chris's friend. He's really excited to see you, won't stop talking about you. You know, he's, he's wanting to talk to you. And then it ended up in copious amounts of cans of Red Stripe for Chris. Oh, yeah. And shots and otherwise. And then ended up going to the scrum night 
Mm-hmm. Which then resulted in me being frog marched out of the club and back to Chris's hotel. That's all right. I read over your shoulder. Um, sorry, Stephen's giving me context for who the boy is, and that's very rude and inappropriate. And we probably we have talked about the story, and you can hear it on previous podcasts <laughs> um, for how he knows your best friend. Mm-hmm. So in my head, what you said there was we've talked forever online, and my friend came up to you to tell you that my mate fancies you. Kind of <laughs> very very uh, <laughs> school, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm checking. So Quite so new. Bing Bang Bosch, you eventually decided to move up because Ewan was not going to leave Scotland well slight slight before that it would be that Chris came up to um, Chris Chris came up to Bay of Scots which is in the the start of October at that point after we left Manchester he went back down south I went back up to Edinburgh we were FaceTiming every single day and it's no exaggeration it literally was every single day we would FaceTime even if it was for a couple of minutes or usually a couple of hours all the time came up to Bay of Scots really got on quite well I've been told by a number of people that apparently the two of us were attached at the face. Yes. <laughs> by, at Bear yeah. Scott's, but yeah. yeah. We were attached at the face uh, at the caves on the Saturday night. And then after having gotten on so well, Chris ended up coming up to visit uh, over Halloween. So there's only a couple of weeks later. And he and I had been, again, chatting for so long that we decided to give a relationship a, a go. Um, so that ended up being that. And then fast forward to... The following. So very quickly, just just a bit of time scale here. When did you move up to? So, so officially saying that you were living together. When did um, you go? When did you move up to Scotland? Roughly to August. It'll be. Ago. It was yeah. the end of. Well, it was Manchester Pride two years back. Mm-hmm. I ended up moving up. So I hired a van, drove down, collected them. Drove back up, so stopped at the Manchester There was no change, there was no change of plan. You were getting in the van. Wigs. I couldn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately reversed the, reversed the transit van into the drive, chucked it all in, and you know kidnapped him. The rest of his history, he's yeah. moved up. He's been here almost two years now. And then we move, we flash forward yes, to, to a few weeks ago. How, how okay, so, so you recently got engaged, but how long were you planning on getting engaged? Is that a spur of the moment thing? Have you, have you kind of been thinking for a while to pop the question? And who popped the question to who? It was me. Again, I, podcast. I again, helpful when you raise your hand. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was myself. Um, we, we had joked about it in passing. Mm. And as you do, and I think that's in a feeble way, testing the waters, as it were. And we always said, Chris has said, you know, if we get married, I'm going to ride in on a, a white horse and I'm going to have a pony and all the jokes of the day. And it just went back and forth. <laughs> and then it, I had decided, I actually went and spoke to my mum last year. I took her out for lunch and I basically said, you're the only person that I think I could have a conversation with that it won't end up going any further. Spoke to my mum and she was a thousand percent behind it and basically said, if this is what you want to do and, you know, it sounds like it is, then you need to take it by, you know, both hands and run. So then I had that validation. Then I also had a bit of a slightly drunken conversation with Chris's sister at one point and she was quite happy to frog march me up to him there and then and say, right, just do it now. Chris's sister, who's, who's a fantastic woman, I love her. She, she was quite game for it as well. So then I, I had it in the back of my mind that it's something I wanted to do. Um, then I ended up pushing myself to actually buy the rings because I thought I need to have something physical that is going to kind of put... It's all well and good in talking about it in theory, but actually having something that is, you know, everything's there. Speaking of rings, yours was lovely to see on Saturday night when we were going out. It's absolutely stunning to see that on your finger, Ewan. Well... I may or may not have forgot... Well, After washing my hands from a, <laughs> uh, 
doing dishes to put it back on as I put the ring back on again. <laughs> as he sits with her. Um, I've never worn jewellery, so for me no, it's and, and to be fair, oh. I mean, I've, it's taken me a long time to get used to this. I've had various one or two rings in the past, and I just always end up losing them. So this is, yeah. I'm, so, so the rings are lovely. We're on to that. You, you've kind of spoken to the sister. And how long ago did you speak to his sister? Uh, last summer. So she's known for almost a year as she's, well. She's known that I had the intention. But Sorry, very quickly. Your sister is not the quietest of people that I know. Did she no. at all? Did she manage to keep this from you? She actually did, actually. Um, well done. Yeah, well done, Alex. Listen <laughs> to the podcast, Alex. You can hear us talking about <laughs> Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Well, she'll be, she'll be getting it all. She'll be getting all the words. Mm-hmm. So, and you had no idea. Um, as you had said, we joked about it in passing for many, many months and more or less knew it was going to happen, but wasn't aware that it was going to be happening this year. And in the uh, probably the last 30 seconds of our walk on uh, North Berwick Beach, came over very nervous because I thought he was going to tell me something something threatening to do with his health or something, or something really serious. Which, <laughs> Finally, he's pregnant. Which, <laughs> twins. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> Poo baby. Um, but then... <laughs> but then, no... Um, as I say, in the last kind of 30 seconds, thought, right, serious chat, this is going to happen. The only answer well, is going to be... He wasn't overly paying attention to me when I first started my, my spiel. <laughs> so he was more concerned about an RC I had, car I had, a, car, I had a cold brew from Costa in my head. I was like, I'm very content with my coffee at the moment. Was, <laughs> well, that actually, I'll, I'll quickly run <laughs> past that. <laughs> I'm just gonna, yes, you would. Yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what we ended up doing, so the way that I actually did it, and I'll, I'll, I'll keep it relatively brief, but basically North Berwick was the first place that I took Chris when he came to visit. And it was in October, it was kind of cold and grey and horrible, but it was still, you know, Scottish seaside at that time, even if it was raining a little bit, it was still nice. Took him down there, went for a walk on the beach, fantastic. So what we ended up doing was, we both had the Saturday off, it was a stupidly nice day. So we jumped in the car and I drove us down to North Berwick, went into Costa, got a coffee, walking along the beach, which is exactly what we did before. And I started going through all the dates, just as we've done just now. I said, well, we started talking about the end of, end of 2014. Slightly argued with me saying, no, I think it was sort of 2015. I'm going, no, I've looked into this. Don't interrupt my flow. Went through and I started listing off dates and random, you know, uh, milestones in our existence. And Chris was kind of getting a bit confused. And it got to the point where we were kind of stood kind of facing each other. And I kind of had my hand in my pocket very slightly. And I went through and I just basically, for those who, obviously the podcast, you can't see me, but for the guys that are here, I literally went to my pocket and said, look, we've got plenty of time to figure out dates and our backstory and we'll get it right and she had the ring in my hand so then Chris proceeded to drop his cold brew onto the ground I'm going to be what's funny oh. is what you can't see this pit's point is Ewan's hands were actually shaking as he took the ring out of his pocket <laughs> I was like ah. so it kind of threw me um, Chris dropped his cold brew I was livid because I really wanted some of it but there we go <laughs> no jokes um, and then yeah we had a, a, a moment as you, as you do after these things and it lasted for all of a few minutes and then it was like Will we go and get a meal deal and sit in the park? Yeah, okay. Did he cry? Both of us did a wee bit. Oh. I mean... I expect Chris to cry because he's emotional oh. and young. Oh, oh, she's she's that girl I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Are you actually a millennial? Oh, God, you will be a uh, millennial. So, mm. Technically, so am Yeah, you will be. When does millennial... Yeah. I'm 84. Didn't it move? We're yeah. Zennials now. Are we Zennials? Oh, well, then you're a millennial. Congratulations. Chris is 89. Oh. Years old. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. I hate you. Well, Chris, Chris is going to be 29 in next week. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I've got, I've got a pony in the cupboard waiting to come out. Oh, damn, I said too much. <laughs> <laughs> and all very good. So are you taking notes, Stephen? So eventually when you find the one and you decide that you're going to oh, actually pop no. the question, just <laughs> so you can steal their dog. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, not get married. Um, so what else do we have to discuss? Oh, Dilf. So we obviously all went out to Dilf this weekend. <laughs> we did, didn't we, Stephen? And yes. why did we go to Dilf? Because it wasn't someone's special event. We're not talking <gasps> no. about that. Of course we? we're not. Stephen changed numbers. What? Oh, who said that? Who in the back? <laughs> God damn it, he's getting over. So, 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 so we sent out a message going... So someone's have a Facebook page. <laughs> and we have a message Facebook page. Event. Anyone like to come around for your pre-birthday drinks? I got a really stroppy response back going, "It's not pre-birthday drinks. I just want people to come to Dill." Oh, it was. <laughs> I mean, any excuse. Pretty much. And why not? So no, Dill was Dill was really good. It was quite busy. It was for us. I had to mostly behave because I was driving the next morning. You did. You went to Glasgow Pride. We did go to Glasgow Pride. How was Glasgow Pride, Chris? Uh, non-existent. <laughs> it, uh, which I'm sure we'll touch on mm. shortly after, but I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet. It was non-existent to a degree. To a degree. Um, did you get to Glasgow Pride? No. Just did well. you not manage? No. Were you not, were you not up at the crack of dawn? <gasps> no. Doing your Ashtang yoga? Even, even better. Stephen, what happened for the majority of your birthday? Why did you fail to close your rings on your iWatch until like the back of 10 o'clock? Because I had family around and I couldn't leave. Stephen's family who I loved him. I was gutted. <laughs> Stephen's family who loved him decided to come and say hello. Yes. For your birthday. For lunch. <laughs> and didn't leave until like half eight. <laughs> That's a long lunch. That's it was like, like, what time did we meet? I don't know. It was a late screening. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. And I left as soon as they left. I was like, I was like, I want, I want to go to Glasgow. <laughs> well, I, 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 would, I would really like to go to Glasgow. Why are you still here? <laughs> leave, damn it, leave. So yeah, I did go. So Glasgow, so Glasgow Pride. Um, obviously, I missed Edinburgh Pride this year. You guys, yeah, you double booked. You were, you I didn't double book. I had a much more important book. I was going to say a wedding. No, no. I think a wedding kind of trumps. I, I want to say which of the two things did you forget? Both of them. No, 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 no. <laughs> which of the two things did you forget? Both of them. Lies. Lies. He, he forgot the wedding in which he was best man. He forgot oh. the date. Oh wow. Mm. In all fairness, I look like Brian Blessed at the wedding. It's fine. Oh my god! In one photo. <laughs> Who is she? I don't know her. <laughs> well, it's better than you becoming a hooker boy, poster boy for an event. What? Oh, oh yeah, you I know, girl. Yeah. I know. Sander yeah. and... So the puppy. Mark. 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 Of course. Yeah, yeah. Her. Puppy in that one, which I can never get rid of. Um, <laughs> Your life choices. <laughs> Bless. <laughs> I had this conversation, not my life choice. Someone <laughs> else's life choice for that uh-huh. one. Um, but no. Glasgow yeah, you've yeah no, I was thinking if you were going anywhere because I've kind of just been poking them along with a big stick. Don't poke the bear. Um, oh no, sorry, Stephen, still got nothing. So back to Glasgow <laughs> Pride. Well, you went to a tangent where we were talking about Delph and then you started talking about Pride. Talking Keep about up. Remember no, no. the name of the podcast? What's the name of the podcast? Bear with me. But you never get back <laughs> to the original topic. Well, neither do you we start were... a topic. Oh my God. <laughs> Who's the one that writes all the notes? Me, occasionally. Really? Not this time round. Yeah. Because I get a message going, make sure you've added to it. Handbags are done, I told you. Um, so Glasgow Pride, how, was it a big turnout? Was um, it not a big turnout? It um, was, 
I would say it was a very good turnout. Um, me and you and done the parade. Um, we marched with ourselves and we <laughs> latched onto RBS and to I think Nando's. Nando's, yeah. We marched with everyone, um, pretty much. Um, which was fantastic. There was a great response from ongoings. Well, and Nicola Sturgeon, very good. Oh, First Minister for Scotland. She thank God, I'm glad you went back because head of state, which is not right. Her no wee Lego haircut, God love her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, she's a good egg. Big Nicola, she kent. Mm. <laughs> What's the other one there? The pregnant one there as well. Uh, the Labour one. Kezia? No. She's, is she not the lesbian one? No. Somebody's pregnant. pregnant. I have no idea. The pregnant lesbian one. I can't remember who she is. <laughs> Scottish politics. Can't keep up. Effectively. Riveting. But I think you went a little bit well, it went a little bit downhill from the parade uh, in terms of gaining access to... Ooh, yes, so to give people context, Glasgow Pride run the event. Now, they had a separate ticketed event for the thing. So you went to the park. Yep. You then the had to leave the park to get new tickets to come back into the park. Was my reading of how it was supposed to happen? I'm assuming that's so what happened. when you go into Kelvin Grove Park, is very similar to the Meadows in Edinburgh where you can actually drive through. And they had, when you first come into Kelvin Grove Park, there were parts that were fenced off, effectively. So they had parts that you could go and sit in, anybody from, from the public, but they also had parts that were fenced off, which was part of the Pride event. Um, so, in, in honesty, we hadn't really looked into the exact ins and outs of what we had to do. It was on the assumption that we'd see a queue... You get into a line and you join up and you know go get what you have to get. <laughs> How very English! Isn't <laughs> it? Thank you. Very civil. Absolutely. So we went through and we ended up finding this queue uh, of people and speaking back and forth to the people that were there. Yet yeah, we're in the line to go and get our wristbands for the to get entry. It ended up being that there were people that hadn't received had bought tickets already that were waiting to go and collect them. There were people who had their bands already who were just waiting to get entry. And there were also a handful of people that didn't have, they hadn't bought tickets yet and they were looking to buy them on the door. All of these people were in the exact same queue, which we couldn't quite figure out. There were people who had their wristbands who were going crackers saying, well, we've already got ours. Why are we standing in a queue with all these other people? Why can we not just go through? Which is a logical question. Eventually there was enough noise made that the police actually heard some of what was going on because they were spotted out throughout the line and they said right if you have your ticket already we'll skip the queue and you can get in so we stood in a queue for the better part of two hours to get access to the front of this queue to then get the wristband and therefore to be allowed into this event now there was literally no communication at one point someone came around with a megaphone and was saying you know thank you for your patience we're doing this as quick as we can and you know fair play that was something but that was once in two hours and amusingly enough a friend of mine matthew he was at the, quite far ahead of us in the queue and he phoned me at one stage and was going absolutely crazy saying they're saying that it's at capacity now and it's literally one in one out and i was i was gagged i thought you, you You've got to be kidding. Like, there's people that have got their tickets. And then it ended up being another, you know, 10, 20 minutes later, he phoned back and said, it's just not happening now. You can't get in because they're at capacity. So despite having paid for the tickets, and Chris Chris and I had gone through and we paid for our our event tickets, we couldn't get in. And people were absolutely furious. It was out in the sun. I've got a sunburn on the back of my neck, which is a ginger shock horror. More importantly, who was the headline act for Glasgow Pride? Steps. I know, it was so sad. <laughs> I was so jealous, I really wish I got to go. It's good to see them. Um, so apparently though, having read into this, this is not the first time this has happened at Glasgow Pride. 
I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. People were saying when it was at Glasgow Green that it was a lot better organised. Um, it was a lot smaller when it was at Glasgow Green as well. True. It's, it seems to be going up in popularity and it's getting bigger and that's fantastic. That's kind of what we want it to be. Well, Glasgow's population is so much denser than Edinburgh. True. Yeah. I don't know. Chris, you were, you were quite happy when the woman came around with the LucasAid. Oh, yeah. Well, another downfall was that there was no... no refreshments of any sort I mean bottled water isn't that expensive it would have been nice just to keep hydrated in the sun mm. um, but I uh, I know a couple of people who were in and they were saying you know pints of lager are costing £8 to get any food is going to cost you £10 and upwards so in theory I'm actually glad we didn't get to go to the uh, the main stage mm. I was quite content on making friends with straight girls and we did. We made lesbians me. and gays and just we made friends with people in the queue. <laughs> I noticed that the two of you also don't have any ridiculous rainbow white blocks from Suntan, which I've noticed this year, which is hilarious. So lots People's of the boys using the, 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 rainbow, ah. the, ra- the rainbow paint, which apparently has a UV filter in it. <laughs> and then when they're washing them off, I think um, someone in Birmingham um, with his paw print, he oh. had painted on the top of his head oh. and taken it off and has a lovely white paw print now. When will they learn? Although, <laughs> speaking of that, do you have your boy beat on again today? No, this is uh, Workbeat, aka work Nothing. Um, <laughs> one of my favourite prizes again, Edinburgh Pride, is turning up with my sunglasses on and looking at Chris, and then better looking at Chris. And then having to go to Chris going, Chris, your foundation doesn't blend into your neck. <laughs> <laughs> she was uh, doing a quick uh, makeup tutorial. <laughs> yeah, of course. And missed the line maybe a little bit. <laughs> and it was even funnier because it was like, here, look, put these sunglasses on, Stephen, and look. However, <laughs> I will make it perfectly clear that I was not the one who had a vest outline from Burn Marks. No, that was but who was that? Who, who was that? Was that not the, the, that the, the boy? Ch- the boy. The boy. Oh, he's the boy now. The bo- I thought it was the Muscle Hobbit. Oh, it was the child. No. Was it the child? The child. Wasn't he the one who couldn't decide which rubber boy he was going home with that weekend? I mean, that sounds like that's a a valid question. Um, (laughs) I know, we can't keep up anymore. I know. So, I mean, um, what are your options now with Glasgow Pride? Can you submit to have your money refunded? Can you complain about the event? Where do you you stand? So, you have paid money for this event Mm. and not got in. Ewan had forwarded me a template of a letter that was addressed to Pride Glasgow that I'm presuming has been doing the rounds online. It has been. There's a, a, a legal practice in Glasgow that have taken it on and they've given it, whilst they're not representing anyone as such, so they've given, everyone they've a given advice to, and they've given yeah. a template to go in for. And it's also been suggested that people uh, perform chargebacks uh, on their cards if it's been paid because it's a case of they've not had they've not received goods paid for so I'm assuming that would be if you've paid via Visa yeah yeah. if you've gone through if you paid with a card you can also if it was done through PayPal you're able to raise a dispute and they're able to act on your behalf as well yeah. so the, um, prob- the problem is looking at it from a bank perspective is it would be con- rather than a chargeback and you're saying you've not got goods there the bank does not have to refund you that because in actual fact you willingly paid that money so, 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 you've, so, so effectively you've been duped into, into paying for something you've not got. The bank is not liable. There will be a legal legality way around it, but looking at from, again, sorry, because I work in fraud. Sure. That sounds more like you've chosen to pay, you've chosen to pay for something. Mm-hmm. Yes, you've not received the goods. However, as a business, that's not our job to give you but that money But would it not back. be that the, that the bank would then get in contact with the vendor to have the funds to, to, no, no, Yes, to see if, we, see if they can get the money back. Yeah. And that way you would get your money back. The <coughs> bank is not. No, not making the, the, the bank the, liable. The, the bank is not liable 
to give you that money. No, but it's... Which is where a lot of people go wrong. Is a lot of people assume that because you were a victim of fraud, the bank should give you that money back. It's mm-hmm. a bit like going into Greg's, eating your pasty, complaining that you didn't have your pasty, and still wanting another pasty. Well, no, it's not the thing. It'd be like going into Greg's, paying for the pasty and getting an empty bag. Yeah. Correct. It's there. You were great. Oh. Well <laughs> yeah. done. Excellent. Quite Quite one Scandalous. <laughs> but that's there. There has been the suggestion of that to go through. And I mean, we've gone through and put through a PayPal dispute to ask for the funds to come I mean, back. to give Pride Glasgow credit with their half-assed apology, um, they have set up an email address that you can email them if you have a dispute that you never mm-hmm. used your ticket. Um, so people can go to ticket support at pride.scot. Um, to open up a personal dispute with yeah. them and I'm assuming you would hope that anyone that emailed them they're gonna they would they would go through and listen to it I mean I'd you know as you say to give Pride Glasgow some credit it's not saying that the, the march wasn't fantastic it's not to say that they, there was no effort put into what was done I just think that it, it wasn't managed very well and yeah. that when when a crisis and I mean there's let's call it for what it was it was effectively a crisis and when that kicked in there was no no kind of leadership and no kind of plan B I know, but we're also relying on you guys all being patient and waiting in the queue, assuming you get your goods. For, for the better part of two hours, though, I think is taking the queue. They knew that they could never ever supply. Um, this is this is the thing. I mean, it, it, I just think it was a little bit too too little, too late. They could, they were, they had the ability to have people, even if it was on the other side of the fence, going around to say, you know, just at an update of anything. But they were they were patching everything from social yeah. media. And yet they were quite quick to update and say, oh, you know, everything's going well at the, the, the parade and every 20 minutes, and half an hour. And it was when they put on that announcement on stage that they've got another, was it £27,000 in funding? It's like, yeah. you're doing that and then you've got thousands of people standing outside a gate who, 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 who have, money who back. have yeah. paid money to come in and see who's on stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think, I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned from this and it's, it's a bit disheartening when it comes to an event such as Pride because it completely tarnishes yeah. what we're there for to begin with. A lot of people are quite quick to forget that, you know, Pride is there for, you know, the recognition of who we are as a community versus, you know, day drinking and going out and seeing your friends. Whilst that is an element of it and going through and having a good laugh during the day and enjoying the acts that are there, but let's not forget why we're there, and it's you know because we're celebrating who we are. Are we? Have you finished chewing now? I so you don't chewing. get so you don't get hit by the I wasn't chewing. <laughs> I wasn't chewing for. <laughs> uh, right, so we're still going on with Pride. So London Pride obviously happened as well before Glasgow Pride. So in London Pride, we had them um, with the lesbians leading this time round called Get the L Out, which was the really interesting standoff this time with the lesbians, real women against non-real women. Yeah. yeah. Do they kind of like lead the parade effectively mm. because they didn't want them behind the rainbow banner, so they pushed them in front of it, mm. which is, is why they ended up leading the parade. So when you when you go to read the stories, the reason they ended up leading the parade is they did not want them behind the rainbow banner, so they pushed them out in front. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it did mean effectively they led the pride parade for quite a while. It was most of it. Yeah. Mm. So where, where do we? What do we think about this? <laughs> I mean, their statement is pretty, is a bold statement. I'm, I'm one for everyone to have a voice if they have something to say. And so I feel that so long as it's done cohesively, it's done without malice, it's done with an intelligent end to it, if that makes sense. But it just seems that that is just complete and utter nonsense, effectively. I just, I'm going to bring it up, actually, because I want to see... I just couldn't believe it. I 
the only term that I can use with that it's anti-trans that's the way yeah. that I viewed it as um, this is quite interesting because I didn't look too much into it at first but after having a very brief um, flick for it the term trans uh, trans women are women is a statement that I would agree with mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yep. the thing that I find quite hard to um, understand is that if which I think a majority of trans women still do have uh, male genitals um, it's almost as if lesbians who would refuse to consider a trans woman as a sexual partner it's it's effectively denying that person of their their gender identity yeah. i.e. that is a negative uh, a, a negative mindset to have and in modern gender politics it's it's bigotry um, it comes down to violence mm-hmm. um, I want to use a word and I will use it and it's a little bit heavy but it's it could on the you know from one spectrum to the other it's a form of genocide in a, in a sense you know if it was to reach its absolute climax it could be a state of of, of genocide my opinion. No, correct. I mean, I mean, it's done what they wanted them to do. It's got people talking about the subject, and in some respects, people talking about it is better than it being underground and festering, and you not being aware aware that people are feeling that way. Irrespective of whether we agree or disagree with their feelings, mm. the fact that it's out there and you're aware of it means it can be approached. The subject can be talked about. Mm-hmm. It, you can look to mediate or. You know, have as you say, have those intelligent discussions. You have an intelligent. I think having an intelligent discussion, at least having the basic background of what you're discussing and why you're for or against something, is I think is vital. And, and certainly, when it comes to anything of, of this, but it's just a case of the way that they've had such an absolute reaction to this, unbelievably so. And I, I, when I, in all honesty, I went through and I actually witnessed it. Couldn't believe the the actual statement that went out, the flyers that they were yeah. handing out. I couldn't believe it. It was just, it was so. I don't know. I've never, never heard of this in my life. I think the shocking part was, you know, that they've been saying exactly what we've been saying for for years. Mm-hmm. But I think the shocking part was that it was allowed to happen at Pride. That's the thing. I mean, Which, that's and I think that's why it has got so much traction at the moment. Is if it had been, you know, if they had done their own march any other weekend mm. in London, if they maybe got, you know, a two-second thing in the it's, news, but because they were right at the front of Pride, it was London Pride, the UK's biggest mm-hmm. Pride yeah. march. I mean, but that's that's probably that's probably exactly what they wanted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it it you know the the purpose of them doing what they have done is to make themselves as aware as mm-hmm. possible, and that's fine. Their their mindset of that I get, but I just. I just can't get my head around, you know, it's going through, looking at the statement itself saying it's, you know, promotes the social transition of lesbians, encouraging them to present as straight men, thus favouring the the pretense of heterosexuality over lesbianism. What? Hmm. It will be interesting to see. A mixed bag. Totally. I just think it'll be interesting to see because one of the next largest prides in the UK is going to be Manchester Pride. And that's the August Bank Holiday Weekend, yeah. uh, which we're, we're going to be going to next month. And it will be interesting to see if they will have any presence. And Stephen's going next month? 
Stephen yes. Gwynn as well. And you potentially may I be might coming. come next Hopefully. month. I might come because there's a chance I can march with work. So I might come and do that just because yeah. I kind of want a gay t-shirt to wear at work. Um, <laughs> so next one from that, leading off to Pride, is obviously we had the anti-Trump. Yes. The Ra- rallies Trump rallies Trump in protest. the UK. So the queer, the queer alliance against Trump protests. So we talked about this in our podcast earlier because we picked up him very early on yeah. from Cheddar Gorgeous. Yes, Cheddar. Yes. Fabulous, fabulous human some, being. Some some great media outlets for it. Um, uh, you've already posted the BBC news. I, I think I, I, I sent it to I, you. You sent it to me. I posted a snippet and I got the eight minute. Yeah, you sent it to me because you didn't know how to do it yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty so, much. So don't try and make like, oh, I sent it to you. <laughs> but, um, but but there's also I've done something. You better. did. Well At least done. I sent it this um, time rather than said, have you seen it? <laughs> the the minute snippet is actually is really good. Um, but it's actually from an eight-minute segment that goes from the journey from getting literally getting on the train at half past eight in the morning mm-hmm. through the march, and then that sort of bit at the end is actually really interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's what I love is some of the great sense of humour banners. So I love the Scottish banners, which were wrote like um, the Euros and Bruins um, were genius. And I've sent some of those over to another podcast I listen to. Um, called Gay Talk 2.0 mm-hmm. which is a very political one in the States and I was sending a lot of the pictures over to them because I didn't know how many would get because oh. um, the balloon was oh the balloon was everything so sure. um, although my favourite thing so far coming out of this is have you all read the Queen's brooches stories yes no. about how she's so, so the brooches she's wearing and her jewellery someone's looked into it and gone and the, 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 the Queen is the Queen is basically pulling a fast one over Trump so, so effectively, by the choice and brooch. By the choices and brooches. So the first time okay. she meets him, the brooches are um, the brooch from Obama. Right. Okay. Um, Casual the ne- take. The, the next one is the funeral. Yeah, that her mother wore to her father's funeral. funeral. Oh wow! Um, and then the the last brooch is um, the Canadian snowflake. Excellent <laughs> brooch, because obviously he's been calling Having out Canada. Quite uh, specific digs. Um, but again, some great pictures. I think my favourite ones are the ones with like twitching the curtains. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some of them are phenomenal. <laughs> Going, oh god! Uh, and but just you know, it's so rude, so rude as a as a president, just so incredibly absolutely. Rude. And it, I've seen some of the comparisons of previous presidents that have been across and how they've been received by the Queen. And there's ones of like Ronald Reagan going through and having a discussion with the Queen. There was one, I think, of them. Uh, riding on horses, I believe it was. Um, when Obama came over and visited, they obviously had like a fantastically large state dinner. There was another one, I can't remember the present, not over the relevant, but it was a photo of them in when she was a bit, a bit younger, maybe in the 60s or 70s, and they were uh, ballroom dancing. Yes. And then all of a sudden Trump comes in and just casually walks in front of her, makes no effort to turn around and see how she is. I mean, if you, if you put it in contrast, she's a 92-year-old woman. I mean, regardless, it's common courtesy, you know, someone who's... Certainly, a bit older than you, she, you know, someone's grandmother. You pay attention for God's sake. Not least it's a she's someone great grandmother. Well, exactly, absolutely, and it's just I think it's just common decency that anyone, if you're in the presence of someone of that age, my grandmother was ninety four. Unfortunately, she passed a few years ago. But I mean, it was the first thing that all of us did is you make sure, oh right, okay, she's still with us yet. She hasn't fallen over yet. <laughs> I generally just don't think he has a he has a, a, a context. Oh, it. he's pig ignorant. Um, terrible. He is like the complete opposite of paranoid. Hmm. He has this un unconfirmed feeling that everyone loves him. Delusional? <laughs> I don't even think it's delusional. I think he genuinely feels that everyone loves him. Oh, he's, he's got images of self grandeur. But he didn't. But he didn't expect to get the job, did he? You know, he didn't. He genuinely didn't expect I to get the job. I think he did. I sincerely hope that Hillary sat on the couch having a cup of tea, painting her nails, going, "Well, <laughs> mm. digits, aye." 
<laughs> well, we'll see what they do because I mean they are predicting that he's probably going to get another term. And don't I mean don't. to all uh, to any Americans listening, I sincerely hope that that isn't the case for your country. Uh, and then the, the next one we have on this one, I think going through it, uh, is I'm going to do this first before we go on to the next one, actually. So, of course, the rugby boot camp started this week. So I'm sitting here doing this podcast and my body physically feels like it's falling apart. Now, you and <laughs> I am a good decade older than you almost. Well, um, so I remember I what mean, it's I'm like 21 for, and a half. For, for people coming through. So I'm very sore. But I went because someone sitting at this table was going to come with me and help support my crazy when I do these things. And this time it wasn't you, And Stephen. it wasn't me. No, and was it, it wasn't you, you. And I've had you to rugby training before when I used to coach many moons ago. Absolutely. So who could that be left? Was it David? So, Chris, Tuesday, you know, I turn up at training looking for messages. I message you on multiple apps because, let's face facts, between you and your fiancé, the two of you have all the ability of getting back to anyone, you know, like, you know, not ever. <laughs> I mean, because it's great. We FaceTime these two all the time. FaceTime? We don't. We Facebook, you will message it all the time. It's great because I love the little picture face tells you when they've read it. And all that happens is Stephen reads the messages and it's like, I'm not trying to get in touch with you. I <laughs> can <laughs> <laughs> WhatsApp you, you answer. <laughs> yeah. And again, uh, just as a quick reminder, training is again on Thursday for anyone want to come along at 6.30 at Murrayfield. In my defence, I think and believe I said on... Friday, when we were last here, that I had work arrangements and that I'd I would attempt to uh, move my shift and change a few things. And um, did you did I you was, communicate to say that you had failed to do this? I sent a pigeon. Has it not arrived yet? No, your pigeon has failed to arrive. <laughs> did my did my goose maybe meet it halfway on its way asking where you were? <laughs> the pigeon died in a fire. It was a shame. I apologise. If it's in consolation, I sometimes will message Chris and he patches me as well. So. I've got, I've got, I've got to be honest with you, that was like the most insincere apology ever. It's like personal trailer, trainer apology. It's that's like, <laughs> I'm sorry I made you squat like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry you're fat. <laughs> I'm sorry you're fat. Pay my bills. Top it up, Janice. It's a part of my job. I have to do that. Um, <laughs> lie. That's what we call it. So Stephen likes to call it out. Lie. Yes. <gasps> Stephen telling us that he's innocent lies. So we're on something you, you, were, keen, you were keen innocent. to talk about. And Stephen's going to fill me in the blanks because I still have not seen past episode one is Pose. Oh, oh my God, I can't tell you how much I love it. I really enjoyed it. I've just struggled to get the rest of the episodes. We have all of them. He's only seen have. episode one. We have them all down. Stephen's filled me in, so I know what's happening. So I've kind of all the big story arcs he knows about. Okay. okay. So, so obviously Drag Race finished Pose is the next big yeah. thing and you two have killed it now because you've watched it all and it's done. It's, so Pose is finished as well now. We've we've seen we're up to date even the most recent one. Yeah, I watched that one this morning. Absolutely, words fail me at how good that this is. Confirmed for season two. Yes. Thank God yeah. there would have been riots. I would have been the front and center with it. And um, very interesting because it's um, an all, almost all black, all queer represented. A cast. Yeah, so they're saying eighty percent of the cast in front and behind of the camera identify as a minority. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, and um, the the main main characters of it are trans, t- yeah, trans and, actors. Um, drag race girl in it in the last episode. Yes, she made a very Jiggly. fleeting. Yeah. Fle- I was expecting her to do. I was expecting a bit more. They're they're True. expecting her to get more season two. There's, Which is because obviously Jiggly Caliente, for those that don't know, is a is trans herself, uh, which is fantastic. Did you hear her album? No. 
she has an album out it's actually really good fun is it's it? a great gym album yeah, yeah. but to be fair he also thinks that Blair Sinclair I was fun. just about to say is it we're not allowed no I love the Blair boy Sinclair. scout in the wig yes Bless her. how could you not like Blair Sinclair Blair Sinclair is, is everything I mean, I'm not Thank slating you. Blair in any way Blair I mean is the epitome of just yeah fantastic so good uh, I just love the character that she's doing her her I really like hell. the music it's because you're thirsty <laughs> what? <laughs> Drink your coke. We're all listening. The Drink your is juice, taping. Shelby. Slurp. Go on, go on. How is she though? <laughs> oh no, that's <laughs> fucking hate you. <laughs> You're awful, Muriel. You're terrible. And so yeah, back to pose. <laughs> <laughs> back to pose. So, so from the first episode, which I've seen, Stephen's now filming in. I think my favorite character is still the lead girl who left to set up her own house. Blanca. 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 Mm. Miss um, MJ. MJ Rodriguez. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so from your point of view then? Uh, Favourite character? Um, it's a toss-up between uh, Angel, who is portrayed by India Moore, and Pray Tell, Billy Porter. Um, both for different reasons, but yeah. Um, yeah, I empathise with Angel's scenario so, so much, and so innocent. Yeah, I, I really love her character and the person, actually, the, the actress. Mm-hmm. There's been loads of... It's been interesting watching some of the um, YouTube videos and interviews that they've done discussing the the significance that they feel that the show is actually having. They've had an incredible response. And, I mean, for me, I just... I, I fully expected it. Having watched the first episode, I was expecting this to take off. Yeah. And it, it has. Um, absolutely. I mean, the characters are fantastic. I've had a lot of... In the beginning, I was quite taken aback by um, Electra, yeah. who is uh, from the mother of the House of Abundance, and she comes across as, as a complete cow. Um, but then, as you get to know her, uh, know her backstory, and I mean, I think that that makes for an incredible stories that people start off as being, you know, a terrible person, and then you get to learn their backstory as into why they are as they are. Yeah, the last episode totally changes that up. story arc was just it was heartbreaking. Abs- oh, yeah. Absolutely, the most recent one is is absolutely heartbreaking, and it just. It shows, it kind of, as much fun as they're having in the balls and in what they're doing, there's also the real, you know, raw element of why, what this, their struggle effectively. And I think it's, it's, it's not, it's been wholly underrepresented in, in yeah. any yeah. kind of media. And I think this is phenomenal. And again, I think, I think one of my favorite comments from one of the other podcasts before we started listening to it, and I think it was Grizzly Kiki, possibly wrong about it. Is they loved it, and I think that's where we first really picked it up. Yeah, because that was when we realised that it had actually started. To yeah, mm-hmm. um, but they had said for all they loved it, what was fascinating is how clean they'd made it look. So if you go, <laughs> well, back, yeah. if you if you go back and, and and you can see where they come from, if you go back and watch Paris is Burning, it's very. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh wow, we have cleaners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no, totally. And it's 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 a as a fun fact, and I don't know if you were aware of this, but obviously when they have the balls and there are people going through with their different scorecards, yeah. some of the people were actually in the ball scene and they were actually in Paris as, yeah. as well which is where they're taking a lot of referencing from and apparently they've had a huge input into the show itself they did the whole scripting of it was really collaborative with the queens mm-hmm. and all the trans women that were there at the time and yeah. like the people that were running the balls they had such a massive impact on storyline has it screened in the UK yet has, it actually, has any of the it's, TV channels picked it up no, yet? Yeah. no. and that, I think that's the problem I think I think we. I mean, as as always, the UK seems to be. I mean, as as much at the forefront in a lot of things as the UK is, it seems that we're always the last to get 
Drag Race has only recently been showing up on actual television over here. Yeah. I just don't... It's on FX in the US, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Because I keep yeah, looking yeah. for it to be on iTunes because I quite happily buy that as a season to have to watch. Absolutely. Uh, um, and it's, it just seems to be a struggle to get a hold of it. Yeah. And it's... I don't know whether word of mouth will make it bigger when it comes over or what the reception here would be. Mm. It'll, be it'll be interesting to see. If it makes as much noise as Glee did, as Ryan Murphy was the, the director, yeah. then mm. I've got no doubt that in coming months if not under a year you'll, you'll see that on the iTunes store or yeah. available for you know DVD purchase absolutely has to be because mm-hmm. it, it was such it was just polished oh absolutely for as raw as it was it, it was such it's made it yeah, yeah I think it's made it TV ready is, and perfect. it's a shame because obviously Paris is Burning is a very raw account of what was happening because that actually was at it as it yeah. was happening um, I think that they've they've gone through and they've they've polished it enough that it is presentable for a mainstream audience on television but they've also kept a lot of the truth of what has gone on for example being in the hospital when people are dying of, of HIV and AIDS and it's it, it's a very horrifying kind of depiction and that's what it was at the time and they, I don't think they've kind of taken too much away from that you get the no. real feel for it plus that could, lead, that could lead on to something very interesting I don't know if this is the appropriate place to talk about it and you just can't so prep mm-hmm. do, do do you guys use? Do you do, have you talked about? It? Is it not something you've ever interested in? It's from I'm, I'm more as well. Just because obviously you're based in London, so I didn't know if it was something I, more, yeah. more from more from there. You you would you maybe look into I mean, it. I've not been exposed to prep because I've not, in my opinion, needed it in the relationship that I have with you. Um, but I fully support the the medication if you, or the I suppose you could call it medication um, and what it stands for and why people use it um, side note I don't appreciate when people have this conception that they can effectively sleep around and just take this morning after pill and everything's going to be okay I think that's using it irresponsible I think if you're using it as part of a daily routine then yeah prevention go ahead it's the same as using a condom but a little mm. bit safer it's not the same as using condom. Condom will protect against a lot other infections. It is protection against a single infection, mm-hmm. albeit one of the one yeah. of the, 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 the most the, detrimental, the more, per, more permanent ones. Yeah, well, um, um, totally. But, but, but it's, it, it isn't. But by all means, it isn't as safe as no. using condom. For for two people to go around and and be taking prep, that's fantastic. And I think people who are taking an active kind of interest and having looked into their their own sexual you know identity and what they're wanting to actually do people taking the responsibility to go through and and actually invest in that and and have that i think is fantastic but so long as other parts are being you know covered as well both figuratively and literally and i think think what chris was touching on is that's the problem is particularly when it came out in america i know so many guys that were like oh yeah it's fine i bear back all the time i'm on prep and that's now why you have syphilis that's now why gonorrhea is untreatable absolutely it's why the cases have gone really well in 75% in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so just on just on again another vaccination one, so I am curious to see, do have both of you had your HPV shots? I know because you're under 30, you're very, Chris, you're more likely to have been offered it mm-hmm. at some point. And the only reason I'm asking is, is because it's the first injection I've had for a long time, which really hurt. Oh, and one of our lovely listeners was so mean about it. I mean, actually verbalising, going, it was so strange to be vaccinated and actually have that dead arm feeling oh, really? from a vaccine. It's the first time in a long time. So I'm just curious if either of you had it and had the same thing. 
No, not for me. Um, Don't think. Although I'm very, I would very proactive on the keeping in that negative, uh, you know, status, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I think people who don't actively seek that, even if they're, you know, they're shag from a week ago or a month ago, or a year ago, they don't think. I think it's important to actively get tested and know your mm-hmm. status. Not at all. I think it should be slightly different than not actively knowing your status. It is just something they now offer. Mm-hmm. So, if you, so if you're in the clinic and they're doing your test, same as getting your, if you've gone for a Hep B vaccination, again, Scotland done very well last year yeah. when it was at Hep. C, A, hit B, hit something. Mm. There was a massive outbreak down London. Mm. And the reason it didn't hit Scotland is because Scotland actively, the, self, the sexual health clinics here actively vaccinate yeah. you yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. And they happened to have done the right thing. So when it hit London, they had very few cases across Scotland mm-hmm. when it happened. And you could see it, you could see the infection come up, effectively up the map yeah. and stop as it hit mm-hmm. the border. Yeah. When I was still living down south, Hep B vaccinations were definitely a thing and that's actually one thing I recall religiously getting every you know eight odd eight to twelve weeks I can't, I can't quite recall now but it was you're visiting right top yes, up to get the yeah Hibby was the one down south for sure oh and the um, what was it the I don't know it was gonorrhea there was that massive massive influx of gonorrhea yeah. like super gonorrhea, super gonorrhea yeah. and it was uh, incurable but it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't laugh because it's you know there is they are running out of at yeah. the moment they are currently running out because they're not developing antibiotics. Um, sorry, that was a bit of a segue. I just kind of I just kind of dropped in when I'm reading down down my notes. I'm trying to go back to where where we are. I mean, our next one is um, people in the service industry, mm-hmm. um, and what do you guys do? Not so much good service because no one ever praises good service in the UK. But when you have bad service, how would you guys react? What would you do? What's so your bad service as in like in a restaurant and, or in a shop? Well, this, or? this comes back from bad service we had just recently. And Stephen's going to take over here to discuss oh. this. Because he loves this particular example. So um, we go to cinema quite a lot. Yes. You're up at Fountain Park, is it though? Yeah. We get some really good servers. Like, they're just... They go above and beyond. Great banter and everything. I do I'm, think they look at us and think we're out on day release. <laughs> I mean, Probably. most of society, I'm sure does. <laughs> but there's this one server who, he has a personal issue with me. Oh, one of those. As in, he wanted me to give him a head about two or three years ago. Okay. And I politely declined. Which you have are well within your rights to do so. And ever since then, this has gone back like for the past like two or three years, he constantly gives bad service. So there was, this before I even met Mark, um, I had organised, there was like 10 of us going to the cinema, I had a cinema card, and I was like, I was going to book the ticket so we could all sit together. Mm-hmm. Like, can't do that. <laughs> no, but you can. I can't do that. I can't authorise that. And so she's like, well, get me Donna through the manager. Donna's not working. I was like, she's over there. <laughs> so it's like, I know her, get her. And um, he moaned, he's like, he's um, trying to make me um, book all these tickets. And she's like, well, he's got the cards, book the tickets. And that was the first bad service I had from him since, like, since I, you know, didn't suck his dick. And it's, it's got progressively worse since we've been going to cinema a lot, like, every week. Mm. And it's interesting because usually it's only when you're, you're, yeah. you're there as well as an issue. But this time when we both went, the service was absolutely atrocious. So, the, so and, and I mean, just really unprofessionally atrocious. But not only mm. that, the next day, we happened to be in the cinema the next day and he was also on the next day. 
and someone else passed comment about a service. What, like a random... Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. They were actually because we were being served by someone else at this point, actually trying not to laugh because you were dribbling a bit at him. He was gorgeous. <laughs> he was stunning. Um, so were you. <laughs> it's only because he kept fucking it up. <laughs> it was funny. Um, I, but no, he, he basically served this young couple, and you know, kind of, it was just he was rude, and the you know, kind of, they handed him his card to do something to scan for the discount. I literally put the card down in front of him rather than handing it back to the person. So they had to kind of look to see where he put their cards. So this, so this is the cinema card to get into the cinema. You have a card effectively to scan to get in. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, just as a segue, so please bear with me. Um, Xander, puppy, thank you for coming to training with me and trying to keep me stable and normal, unlike Chris, who failed to turn up. But back to this. Um, <laughs> I think he was going on about it. I know. It was terrible. Can never let anything go. <laughs> it's not Stephen, one to really? Really? <laughs> really? Are we going to go? Going Let's to go not on? open that can of worms and we're yeah. here for days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like this other guy, um, we were served by this trainee. Mm-hmm. And oh, she it was asked, a girl. She was lovely. Yeah. And she was lovely. Like, she, she it was it was our first date. Mm-hmm. And it was fine. And we were. I'd hate to be served by us on our first date. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're, we're not the easiest. We, I think I think we're really easy because we, we're not we're never in any rush. No. So we're quite happy for them to take the time and ask the questions and get um, on with it. And she needed help to. Was something really stupid? It, it was, was to co- open open, it was a open jar. What? It was to open. A, it was the cream. Yeah. It, it was, was the squishy cream. All right. She just couldn't get it opened. Sorry, squishy cream. We've had a discussion about that. Oh. So, description. Oh. Okay. Okay. Let Let's segue into this squishy cream. So. Squirty cream? Yes. yes. No. Squishy, squishy, cream. Cream. squishy cream. Squishy cream. I don't understand that. Because sorry. it makes a squishing noise when you hiss it. The but noise it makes it is doesn't squish. squirt. But it doesn't squirt. Squishy. <laughs> so, so, depending on what you do with certain bits of your anatomy, that can squirt and spit. Effectively, Chris just needs to get into the bin. That's all. Yeah, you need to get into the sea. Bro. <gasps> oh dear! There won't be a big um, enough net to put you in there. Whoa! We've seen where we try to roll him into the sea when he's out there <laughs> <laughs> with our trident, trying to do a Greenpeace thing. Oh, save the whale! Save the whale! <laughs> <laughs> squidgy, right? <laughs> squidgy, <laughs> squidgy cream. Tangent. Well, um, <laughs> so, so back to her service. Yeah, so, so, so like she so was the squishy she was cream. and <laughs> she asked him to help, and he blindly ignored her. We blindly ignored her, and then she asked, she literally pointed my in front of him and asked for help, and he just said no. And what? And what do you mean? Uh, he wasn't even doing anything. There was no one else being served at this point. There was literally just us two and being served. So I mean, have, have you guys had words with anyone? No, in but this regard? this this time I'm I'm at the point now where I'm yeah. ready. To, I'm ready to go in and complain, but I'm probably going to wait till it happens again, and then just go and speak to a manager when I'm there when it's happened. It's fresh in my Certainly. mind to, to go. Do you know what? This isn't the first time, and I can reference. I, I I can now reference more than one occasion. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot and to be said for a, a slightly pointed email, and it's it's also annoying because it's money we're paying for a service. So, so in all fairness, if you don't want to do the job, don't do it. Well, You'll yeah, leave. Get, you know, absolutely. If you don't want to serve us, I am more than happy to wait and have another server serve me. Um, but but it's, it is just really pointed at yeah. the moment. And it is... It, it, it seems is, like it's a vendetta. Well, it is. And at first, I didn't really think of it, but the last couple of times, especially when someone else has said it, it's obviously... It's obviously no, it's not. It's obviously not just us. He is just mm-hmm. a bad server, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And you don't know what's going on in someone else's life, but sure, at the end but of the day, but you leave that in the door, door. Yeah. Leave that in the door mm-hmm. when you clock in. You have yeah. to, yeah. and it's you know, if you're having, you at least do the, the absolute basics. 
you know, even if you're not going to go above and beyond, at least go through and have the common decency to go through and, and do what's asked of you. Although what's so much fun at the cinema is all of the scandal. When we see people who shouldn't be there yes. together. Yes. Oh. Ooh. It's always fun. I know. But that's another segue. Oh <laughs> um, I love it. So do you have anything else you wanted to ask the boys? Um, no, not really. I think... Oh, that's unlike you. No, well... <laughs> oh, I have. I have. Uh-oh. So, Chris, oh, sorry. Just, you think, you think. Pat no, has. I was going to say something. Okay, go for it. No, 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 no. Am I questioning? Wait, on you go. No, on you go. And then she died. <laughs> I was going to say that the next time we get them on, I was going to ask Chris about the differences between being down in London and being up here as a gay yes. man. That would that be really interesting. We'll do that next time because this has now almost run for two hours. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, so my last one very quickly whilst I've got you here, uh, being nosy at your phone and why you're trying to call people. Um, so Stephen has called you out before Chris for this as blaming you for Stephen's addiction problem for when he goes out. So you have called him out for this. So Ewan... If this is what I think it is, I'm going to prepare my rebuttal. Your boyfriend is officially a pusher. And a pusher of video cassette cleaner. Right. I figured that this would be this would be the time. <laughs> However, in a, oh, in, a, a... in a quasi-rebuttal, okay. Stephen is a pusher of shots of gin. I totally agree with that. And I'm I here it. And a thousand percent. And I will confirm to YouTube as well. Have you seen my messages where I've sent Stephen going, gin is not a shot? Yes. Gin is a shot. Gin is a shot. And especially if it's like rhubarb and ginger. Oh, yes. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. Chris is going to his notes. Chris is going to his notes. <laughs> Del, shots are bad. <laughs> shots were in abundance. Yeah. As yeah. a plus side, you did say you enjoyed the atmosphere at Delph. Who? Chris. Mm-hmm. I love his really writing. It's legible. It's so it's, Chris, has very, Chris has very good handwriting. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed so, it. So, from what I remember. Bringing and back, then the other part I remember, I don't want to remember. We'll go back to My the shoes do. But bring it back on point. Yes. Mm-hmm. On point. So, 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 you have poor, young, delicate, poor. sniffing... You know, who now has nostrils Young, like... delicate. No, not my nostrils are fine. Like a hippo now. <laughs> <laughs> Very clean sinuses, thank you. But oh apparently you were to blame. So, so explain to me how you initially got into the, the this very light party popper. <laughs> um, and how you coerced Stephen and his flayed nostrils, which can cover a lid. Stephen has the breaking point of a warm Kit Kat, that's all I'll say. <laughs> he does. It's also funny when you get a text message going, I nailed the whole bottle and it done nothing. Oh that was God. awful. <laughs> right? Come on, poor choice, Pamela. So, so um, what got you into it? When did you, is it just something which happened to be out when you, were, when you used to go out? Oddly enough, my exposure to, let's just call it gay clubbing, um, is only like four or five years. So it's not... To extent, but when I first started going out on the scene, there was always that as an accessory, but I never knew and understood what it was there for. Recreational sex, I had no idea. Um, until, <laughs> yeah. yeah, leather polish. <laughs> but it wasn't leather until um, it wasn't until a good friend in Manchester had introduced me to a particular brand of uh, locker rooms, jungle Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. You once just pulled a face. So is this a good friend we both know? It is. It's, it's, Does he share a flat with my ex-flatmate? No. Is it my ex-flatmate? Oh! Um, I could just edit her, her, her name. Right, well, it's um, Craig Parker. Yes, my right, ex-flatmate. Okay. So we're, yes. leave it in, it's fine. Lady Parker. <laughs> La- yes. lady, lady, lady Parker. Uh-huh. 
So, um, very sh- short story. I had a bottle of amyl nitrate, and uh, Craig had said, "Oh, you won't, <laughs> you won't have much fun with those. Here, have have some of this." And warned me before taking them that um, they were very strong. I did not believe him. This is the greatest thing ever. Took possibly uh, a bigger half than I should have, and when. Raspberry Red hit hit the, the deck, deck and was sold from there. So I bought myself as many bottles of uh, Jungle Juice as I could, and on one night out, I had probably said to Stephen, "Here, have some of this." And yep. Stephen, without even questioning anything, I was like, said, "Okay, yeah, sure." <laughs> um, and the rest is history. Um, yeah, I see it as a as an accessory going out and. For anyone who can read someone for saying, oh, you have bottle poppers, they are the first person to come to you on a night out when they're drunk and say, can I have a hit of your poppers? Mm-hmm. No, yes. you cannot, because you read me before for having them. Absolutely. Like you've ever refused any But still, my, my favourite popper story for Stephen, though, is um, I think I'll open them here at the front of the club where the bouncer can see me. Oh, no. I was so annoyed. <laughs> and what club was that, sorry? It was at CC's. Oh, of course. Um, and and what happened to the poppers? He took them and he took the good ones. <laughs> and that, he didn't give me them back. And that happened to my very good friend, who's like my sister, Alicia, uh, who I was hoping you were going to say Marie for a minute. Oh like, no, 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 that's no, no, that's that was never Marie's gig. Uh, but Alicia was my friend from from back home in Canada. Has I've known her since I was eight. She's recently moved to the UK and she has been introduced to poppers and Jesus wept. As a straight woman, she is living her absolute oh, yeah. truth with poppers. To the point of, of two very interesting stories, but kept very quickly. Um, there was one point where we were in CC's. She kept it down her bra, as you do. And she would casually open bra, open poppers, and, and live. Uh, the bouncers clocked her, basically took them off of her, and said, you're not getting these back. Stop that. She was pretty annoyed, considering she's like, but, but they're mine. Stop that. <laughs> Another good time being was when we went to, was it when we went to Clubland? Mm-hmm. We went to Clubland at the Liquid Rooms in Edinburgh. And again, Alicia with poppers, fantastic. And the lid to the poppers managed to go missing. So what she ended up doing was, thumb common sense, the thumb over the top. Well, the next day, she looked like she had rammed her thumb up uh, an orange, we'll say that, uh, and it looked it looked pretty bad, and yeah. she was like, w- why? I mean, yeah, she was a bit confused as to how it happened, then she kind of realised, yeah, this isn't the kind of thing you really are meant to put onto your skin, but her entire thumb was like orange. Yes, yeah. out. Bad times. <laughs> So you're basically just saying that you... So Stephen, just to confirm, yes. for all you complain that Chris led you astray, the actual reality is all Chris said was, here, would you like some? And you went, yes. I actually, to be fair, I think the first time... Because I hadn't tried poppers until Chris gave me them. Mm-hmm. I actually think I was on the stage at... I'm going to say it was AXM, but it wasn't AXM. In Manchester. Yeah. Um, Cruise 101. The Cruise 101. Yeah. And he literally came from behind me. He's like, here, have some of these and I'll put them up to my nose. I'm pretty sure that he popper raped you. Yeah, no good <laughs> side, side note: I think I've developed the next stage of being uh, popper pig. Popper pig is that I've sweet. I've recently developed the habit of getting a oh, Jesus, handful of handkerchiefs. No. Oh, you you popping no. off a rag? That is <laughs> awful. Clear, um, honestly, Edinburgh pride that burned. 
that was just it took us into next week uh, Nancy Clench and if you're listening holy <laughs> damn she was she was away with it to the yeah. point where she decided to just take her shirt off and she's a local drag queen by the way she's through Glasgow but so the woman's tried to tap you up yes and had was in complete drag from the neck up yeah. and then from the neck down was giving it boy bare boy body so it was quite the entertainment value but yeah she was <laughs> that, I, I'm yeah. worried that this drug could escalate. I feel we might need an intervention. I, yeah, <laughs> let's cool it after this. We'll have, <laughs> so, we'll have gin shots and then do that. So what I did see is obviously we're, we're going to start wrapping up, guys, because it is a long time. We have got loads we'd love to still talk of about. Of course, we'll again, if one back. of you wants to come back on your own, please feel free to. It's great to have you both. Even better if we could get you along for the next one because we all have the same event we're going to this weekend, which is... Bianca! Bianca. Oh, I'm so glad you went back because I almost said Ben de la Creme. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's not in his notes or anything. Right? Of course, of course. On the 21st, and I believe you have the next date for Dilf. Uh, yes, on your notes. Dilf at La Belle Angel is going to be August 5th, 11pm to 4am. And it's a Sunday. Uh, yeah, it's bank holiday. There's not bank holiday. Scottish bank? No. no. See, it's not a bank holiday. For it's not a bank holiday. The bank holiday, the bank holiday is in August. It's not a Scottish August bank holiday. There isn't oh. an, an early bank holiday in May anywhere in the UK. Hmm. I don't know if it's the Glasgow bank holiday because you know how there's some that float. Possibly. Well, the city holidays, yeah. But it's, it never affects me. I always have to work. It, that yeah. seems a bit <laughs> a strange one. Um, we then have Best Scots on the second weekend. Yes. Anyone who's wanting to come along with the Caledonian Thebans. Um, introduction to rugby clinic that's running at the moment for six weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, be nice, er, Stephen. I was nice on Friday. You were. Um, you did. You see me mincing from work to try and get to training. I did. Fucking that was hilarious. <laughs> the text messages. I'm running around like fat sweat, dripping off me, trying to get, <laughs> trying to get home to get fat and sweatier to go somewhere else. Effectively. Um, then we have Courtney Act. If you guys are looking to come. She's coming up for festival. We need to get tickets. Yes. Um, I'm expecting her to be awful, but I really want to see her, preferably with a Ben de la Creme t-shirt on. <laughs> or, um, or a I was promised that this was Alaska <laughs> t-shirt on. And then, obviously, Manchester Pride, 24th to the 27th of August. Yes. Three of you are definitely all going. Oh, I'm absolutely going. Um, Front, centre, do not pass. Go. And then we have tickets for Ben de la Creme for the 1st yes. of September. Mm-hmm. We have meet and greet. Terribly yeah. exciting. You guys have meet and greet. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then we've got Shangela's coming in September, which we're going to sort yes, of tickets out. Yes, that's confirmed. Because mm-hmm. it took ages for anyone to confirm she was coming. Because yeah. you didn't want me because of tickets because yeah, you had sent the link. That. And there was nothing on Shangela's website. There was nothing on LaBelle's website. It was like, well, this is a bit hokey, especially because mm-hmm. they were only asking for PayPal. It's like, mm, I'm not sure about this. Bit odd. But everything's confirmed. And then we've got Bay Scots. Yes. On the 4th to the 7th of October. Mm-hmm. Um, also, pool tickets are sold out already. Already, Surprise, but, but there's yeah. oh my favourite so, shady comment yeah. from so many bears going. I didn't get pool tickets. Well, this year. It, it, on, a, like, on a very quick tangent with that, in previous years we have actually ganged together in a very yeah, motley crew, yeah. and we've gone. We went to the um, to Commonwealth Pool, and we were jumping off the the, the diving boards there. Uh, there's a discussion we could maybe go to Portobello pool yeah. as well. So <gasps> Portobello pool have the um, hydro. They do. They have the hydro. Like, There's so much fun, which is such a good laugh. So I mean, not to take away from obviously Bear Scots because they they put a lot of work and effort into that, and it's always it's always a popular event. So it's not for lack of trying. They did. I think they did a, had a backup pool last year as yeah. well, which is fantastic. But it just because it, it, Edinburgh isn't really spoilt for choice when it comes to those kind of venues, we thought we can maybe go through and organise that. So maybe quite watch fun. The space. Ooh. 
Sidebar, you guys also sent us a post about roller skating. <gasps> yes, yeah. the roller skating. Uh, there's a roller disco that's happening at Le Belle Angeau, again, of all places. It seems to be the venue of choice for oh, what it is everything. And they've been, such a good venue. Oh, yeah. And they're going to have, they're going to be doing a lot of things throughout August for the festival. Uh, specifically, there's going to actually be a roller disco on the 16th of August, which is my birthday. Hold for applause. <laughs> and so hopefully you can go through and do it then, but it's, it, they've 35. got a few of them. I'll be 34. Not as old as you. And not as old as you. Exactly. No one is. <laughs> but not as young as me. <laughs> yes, of course, because it'll be 29 next week. Uh, but no, the roller disco is absolutely phenomenal. They used to have it at Meadowbank. Yeah. So good. So we've got roller disco, your birthday to look forward to in August. Um, guys, if people want to see your media or get in touch, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you if you just want to let people know? Um, Instagram and Tumblr? Go, Chris. Uh, at Rusty Bear on a majority of the platforms. That's R U S T I E, not R U S T Y. Oh, I, I heard that was S T I. To which I have none. <laughs> um, uh, myself, I'm at C D N E H eight four across everything, anything and everything. Absolutely everything. I don't think I've ever seen you use a different username and No, it's stuck. Um, it's stuck. Stephen, what's mine? I don't know, you tell me what it's I can't remember. Sparky with an it's I. Sparky with an I. Cub, all one word, no underscores. <laughs> but if you're looking on any of the hookup apps, there are underscores. And Stephen, how can I people get in touch with you? Just a hometown boy on Instagram. Very quickly, because we did forget to hit as well. Apologies yes. from last week. The Bingham's Ladies' Cup is the Amanda Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't know what it was last week, but it is the Amanda's Cup. Um, and we will keep you updated when we see more of the... Um, bids going in yeah, phenomenal. for next year because it's looking like it might be in Ottawa Ewan so are you tempted to maybe Ooh, come over I need to because you could come be Chris's rugby wife if Chris turns up to training <laughs> have I mentioned this yet I think I'm washing my hair that day as well <laughs> it's alright by that all point of you'll, have, hair. you'll have no hair left it'll just be on the arms <laughs> um, so we are going to try and do a renting gentlemen wish us luck because this always goes absolutely terrible so are you starting or shall I st- I'll start because you can finish because we know you like the last words. No, no, no. So please subscribe, review and follow Bear With Me on iTunes and SoundCloud. And follow us on Instagram. You should do the next bit. Oh, sorry. Is that another bit? I didn't yes, know if that was another bit. Yes, you need to do the next bit if you want me to In my script, it doesn't look like it's the same thing. Oh. So you can contact the show by email at podcastbearwithme at gmail.com and by Instagram at podcastbearwithme. Uh, if you do contact us in any of those, it will be Stephen who gets back to you because I am a bit useless. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you did a whole second about yourself. Anyway, um, are we doing this? Yeah, you ready? Okay. Um, thank you for listening. Should we do it with all four of us? So, gentlemen, it's just the name of the podcast <laughs> to finish with. Are you ready? On four, three, two, one. Bear, Bear with, with me. me.